Hello, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemanly ladies, and some lady gentlemen and replicants. I'm your hostess with the mostest here, Alexander Rodriguez for On The Rocks Radio Show, where celebrities and cocktails mix tonight. We welcome a personal favorite of mine, Golden Globe winner, multiple Emmy nominee, the amazing, beautiful, talented Joanna Cassidy. Of course, you know her from Blade Runner, uh, the good one, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, a little shade, a little shade, my personal favorite, Six Feet Under, filmed actually here at Sunset Gower Studios, uh, and currently uh, on Bravo TV's scripted series, Odd Mom Out. These are just a few of the credits, by the way. Some of the most classic TV shows from the very beginning, and we're going to talk about all of that. Speaking of Bravo TV, we have Darren Karp, uh, host and Bravo correspondent, joining us from New York, from the comforts of her own home, by the way. Hope she isn't too tipsy yet. And my co-host, People Magazine's Patrick Gomez, to keep me professional looking, you know. Uh, so let's raise a glass and let the drinks begin. <laughs> And most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On the Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and and that's about it. So pop a court, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On the Rocks every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Oh, it's going to be a bumpy, bumpy night. Did I really say studies? Oh. oh, how adorable. I'm being adorable already. And the vodka hasn't even kicked in. Hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, Google Play, and of course we are on Facebook Live, on Hillcrest Social in San Diego, True FM in Ohio, and nationally on Reverie Network and... Of course, Barreled Magazine, RAR. Uh, check out Barreled Magazine. I'm the entertainment editor there. Check out my funny interviews, movie reviews, and, of course, Movie News Mondays. This week, I had to write about Dustin Hoffman taking over for Kevin Spacey in this week's allegations. Oh, come on. Oh, but you know, the defense is he was just kidding. Toot, toot, tootsie, goodbye. Mm -hmm. That's what I have to say. For our audio <laughs> listeners, you can check out the video stream of our show on Facebook, um, and as well as the Hillcrest Social app. They have all the video, even the video I do remotely, which I did a lot remotely this, this weekend, and it's all streaming there for free. So download Hillcrest Social, free app on iPhone and Android today. today. They also give uh, concert giveaways, product giveaways, and other fun stuff. So... Uh, coming up on the show, we have Jake Busey, of course, the son of iconic Gary Busey, coming in to talk about the Predator reboot. His dad did the original. He's doing the reboot. Uh, Starship Troopers, of course, we love. We also have drummer Ellington Ratliff from pop rock band R5. Um, and we have a uh, actress Adrienne Barbeau coming in to talk about her career in horror films, as well, playing B. Arthur's mom and Maud. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Whoop, whoop. My mom, Mama Rose, is in the chat room at ubnradio.com. She's also on Facebook Live. She's answering all your questions. Miss Cassidy, she is one of your biggest fans. Is she? She was so she wanted to be here so badly. I I, I would love to meet her. Well, well I mean, you haven't met her yet, so I wouldn't well, say that. Okay. Um, I figured you only needed one husky Latino like bothering you today, <laughs> since I've literally ran after you Some to your of car. My best friends, yes, yes. <laughs> Some I of my best friends are husky Latinos. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, but keep her busy. She's going to interrupt the show um, with with your questions that we can answer live. Um, if you don't keep her busy, she's going to drink too much vodka and have a new baby daddy. Uh, <laughs> 
I, I don't think that's how baby daddies work. Oh, I wouldn't have spent so long for me. Uh, speaking of <coughs> baby daddies, a big shout out to Palm Springs Pride. I literally just got back into town. Uh, thank you to Hard Rock Hotel, James Hollenbach and Jonathan Wright from the Hollenbach Group, uh, and their Grand Marshals, Bravo TVs, Craig Ramsey and Brandon Liberati. I spent all weekend with Shaws of Sunset, MJ Javid. Of course, it's like a Bravo family. Um, and designer Trina Turk, and it was a fun weekend. I was on stage uh, two days, eight hours every oh day, and they didn't write me a script for anything. Oh. And then they found out, or they told me after I started to go on, that I had to stretch for 15 to 20 minutes between each set. You could do that. Well, easily. Yes. Yeah, they and brought you a did do yeah. <laughs> they brought a bottle of vodka real fast, but we d we had fun. We we went uh, into the audience. I did like little contest. We had celebrities uh, that popped up uh, from on the rock, so it was a lot of fun. Now, is that the white weekend? Is that is no, that no, 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 no. Okay, I'm 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 too old for the white party weekend. <laughs> I'm too old for the white party weekend, and I've been too old well, for like ten I years. Sweetie? We're about the same. No, age. I'm just saying spiritually, we're <laughs> the same age. <laughs> Um, but yeah, white, white party is too much. What I love about Pride, and this is why I have a big thank you to Pride, it was so diverse, and it, it's so not like L.A. Pride where it's that pressure to be a certain way or whatever. It was so great to see so many different types of people, gay, straight, old, young. Um, now, I have an interesting story to tell you. Yes, please okay, do. So I, I'm going to jump right in here yeah. because <laughs> after I got married and moved to San Francisco mm -hmm. with my then-husband, uh, we... Th that was really the beginning of the emergence of gay pride. And, and so the coquettes arrived. And up and down Fillmore Street in San Francisco, there would be parades like you can't even imagine. And we were actually in business. I had a lot of gay friends then. And well, now you have a lot of gay fans. And ga uh, Yes. Yeah. And lost several, which was really sad. And actually, we were in business with a wonderful man. We... we um, Made uh, leather pants, leather jackets. Are you and kidding? I'm a snakeskin jackets. Yeah, I, it was kind of incredible. I mean, you're making me think of all these yes. things. I remember them. I have to go in my book. But um, I, I loved the gay men. I, I, you know, I just what's not to love? They're sexy. They go to, to the gym. Heck they drink. Yes. I mean, yep. what's not to love? And fun, <laughs> and they love women, and it's it's just the best. But. I was always there for those guys. They were they were just I'm sure you're very popular. And making leather I mean that's just that's yeah. like you're a gay man's fantasy. Like you just officially yeah. fulfilled the gay man's fantasy. Leather, yeah. looks, leather, sass, lexi. and that laugh. And snakeskin. Yes. I now mean, did you make the snakeskin out of your own snakes? Because I know you've you've owned a lot well, of snakes. Well no, that's true. I yeah. I have. No, no, that was early on. I wasn't into snakes then yet. But anyway, that that did come about. But that was really something. I mean we great You still are something. Oh, thanks, baby. Uh, you are like the finest <laughs> wine. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> of course, six feet under love, but then odd mom out. You, you're just. You're, ooh, God. Did you like that dance? Did you like my? Uh, there's not one moment of you. Uh, yes, girl. I mean, because oh, you you do Pilates. Well, yes. because your legs are better than than a lot of the gay men's well, legs. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. You know, but they gave me. Like, I I had like three takes. And it was at the end of the day, and the, the rug had been down. It had been glued down to the floor. You know, and I said. Guys, how am I? I have to practice. I have to rehearse. I, you know, no, no rehearsal, nothing. I mean, well, a, a few slips, you know. And I said, no, no, this is not working. It's still too sticky. You've got to clean up the, the tape, you know, better. And tried it again. Didn't work. Okay, so now get the furniture spray. Put it on the bottom of my socks. I have to be wearing socks because they thought I was going to do stock a stocking thing. So they did spray the bottom of my socks. Did three takes and. 
nailed it. It was so much fun. Lord. So much fun. And you look better than Tom Cruise doing that. I will, I will tell you that. <laughs> that was just so fun. And what I love is it's just your energy. It's like, well, and we're, we're going to get into your interview where I'm, I, I mean, have you ever said, no, I, I'm not going to do that? If they have, what, to a film or Yeah, because, something? I mean, your energy, you're just like, yeah, let's try it. Let's do that. Well, I, I kind of do that. I mean, I mean it was sort of, that sort of wrapped up with stunt stuff, and which I still... Well, and you did your own stunts for yeah, a long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I can't, I can't discard the stunt community because they were right. very big in in my life. And and in fact, I was doing uh, the the electric skateboards thirty years ago, <laughs> thirty five years ago when they first came out. Then they disappeared, and now they're back again. Yeah. And oh. I have pictures of myself riding around on one of those. Well, and I know you're working on your book. I cannot imagine how many volumes this book is going to be. It's going to be like, it was the best of times, it was (laughs) the worst of times. (laughs) Joanna Cassidy. (laughs) I cannot wait for this book, and I'll probably run uh, after you to your car after that book signing, too. (laughs) So the story is... slower, because I'll have to carry the giant book. Yes, and yes. Um, (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, But I I stalked you, uh, because I'm such a fan. When you got on Instagram, by the way, my life was complete, because I love your Instagram. Oh, thank you. Because we see so much fun stuff. Um, But it was a Pamela Anderson book sign. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm in the corner and I'm like, oh my god, Joanna Cassidy! Oh my god, I'm texting my friends. Oh my god, Joanna Cassidy's here. And I'm like, just go, just be polite and say, because I hate to to bombard celebrities because I know you know it, it can get annoying. And plus, what could I tell Joanna Cassidy in the smallest amount of time that a would convey what a fan I've been of everything, b that I'm not a crazy person. And see, you know, all the above. And there was, like, no way to do it. So I ran after you, and you were just like, oh, my God. Because it was like, thunk, 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 right? thunk. Yeah. Like, I love you. Can you be on my show? Oh, my God. Just please, please be on my show. And you're like, have a great evening. And I was like, ah! No, no you, were, you were wonderful. You're, you, you didn't have crazy eyes, so I totally got you. I, I got it. I got it. And Wait, I wanted so is, to be on your show. Is Instagram at Joanna Cassidy? I think so. Yeah, it's yeah. the Joanna Cassidy. The Joanna yeah. Cassidy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There we you, go. you just touted it, and now I want to go follow her. I got to know the name. It's fun. You know, it's, it's throwback stuff. It's 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 some of because uh, you have such a great eye, especially with with your own photography. Um, it's it's so fun, and it's it's a little behind the scenes. And I mean, you have all you have your glamour pics, you have your modeling pics, but then you have your like, I have hey, to do here's my real me. thing too. Yeah, 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 yeah. and w- w- which I love. And you look. The same in both of them. I was like, I can only do glamour shots, Joanna Cassidy. That's all I can do. Well, I think it's important to be real. Yes. Very important. Um, I do want to give up to the ASL interpreters at Pride. This was the biggest Palm Springs Pride that they've had in history. And so we had tons of crowd. I don't know how those interpreters kept up with me because, I, like I said, I had no script. And I talked very fast. And I say crazy things. And we did crazy things. And they kept up. What was so interesting was to see them during the music pieces, you know, because they have this rhythm that they do, and mm-hmm. it was it was just amazing. So, uh, good job, Pride. Hopefully, I'll be invited back next year. I think you will be. <laughs> just just because I had to hunt it down. It's Joanna Cassidy official. Oh, official. Okay, yes, and it is officially and, and gorgeous. I am now a follower. Great. Yes. Good. Great. That, you know, maybe People Magazine. <clears throat> there we go. Story yeah, there, especially when the book good. comes out. Could be good. Yeah. Well, yes. maybe even before. Right. Now, you did an interview where you invited somebody to your house. I did not get that invite. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well. Mm-hmm. Soon. Uh-huh, Soon. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, I'm moving. Soon enough. <laughs> uh, like on the rocks on Twitter and Instagram at on the rocks on air on the web at on the rocks radio show.com. Send me an email. Book me for a wedding, funeral, quinceanera, bris. I don't care. I will show up. Um, info at on the rocks radio show. Big shout out to our sponsors, Test Loop. It's the only luxury way to travel from uh, L.A. to Orange County to San Diego to Palm Springs. 
you get in a Tesla, it's just luxury and it's so affordable, you guys, and it's good for the environment. I'm telling all my no, friends wait. to look at it. Yeah, for it's, March. it's great. There's like four routes per day. Really? Yeah. I, I'm I getting mean, married in March in Palm Springs, so I'm I'm telling all my friends to look at Tesla as a, as an option. Why don't you call them and tell them about the show and they'll give you like a like a rate? Yeah, I'll do, do it. it. Yeah. Do it. I mean, what a way to travel. It's so private. You get your own little like space pod, so you could share the car with people or you <gasps> could not. Um, you have a little computer there, snacks, gourmet snacks. This is I'm actually out there on Friday for a wedding. I should test it out. Why don't you do it? In fact, um, I'll, I'll give you a code. Miss Cassie, if you ever want to use it for free, I, I, I will give you a code. Okay, great. Great. Um, yes. Um, also, Panache Optical Gallery, it's the way it's where celebrities go get their glasses done, uh, from custom eyewear to sunglasses. They do vintage frames, new frames, anything you want they have. And of course, our tried and true sponsor, Spunk Loops, and Stay One, they've been our, our sponsor. <laughs> Gay straight in between, a little dabble, do you? <laughs> we'll send you a free bottle. So. <laughs> yes. I have some. Oh. <laughs> They're going to clip that. Be very careful. <laughs> All right, let me uh, formally introduce my co-host for today. Patrick Gomez um, is a senior writer at People Magazine and member of the Television Critics Association. Um, as a seasoned reporter in Los Angeles, this Texas native and professional drinker has appeared on Today, Extra, Access Hollywood, E! News, uh, Nightline, and can be seen frequently on Good Morning America. Uh, and not only is he a great correspondent, but he is also a great singing and acting talent. Having appeared in numerous musicals, showcases around Southern California, even on stage with me duetting at Rockwell Table and Stage, although you sang much louder than me. That was on purpose. <sighs> yes, I know. Um, and as well as drunken karaoke with me at Revolver Bar. <laughs> Please welcome Patrick Gomez to the show. Patrick! I want to hear you sing. It's fantastic. I really do. It really I've, been very, I've been very blessed to, to get to do some stuff with this one as well. We sound really good together, by the way. Of course, I, I always give myself the high note at the end, and he just sits there like... I want to do harmony. Yes! There I do go. harmony. We could do it. Oh, my God. We could do it. Got to get a gimmick. I was just gonna say. Oh, that was so perfect for her. <laughs> no, I we're we're on it. Yes, we can done, do that. Done. done. You heard it here first okay. at the book signing. We'll sing a little ditty. There we go. <laughs> we'll release a CD, or I can't even say release a CD anymore. We'll release an MP3. You can download. You That's drop right. it. You, right. Oh, you drop it. Yeah. Can you still drop an MP3? Because you. Mean, eh? I don't know. Okay. All right. We're gonna talk about all things people, uh, but but you're here because you 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 keep it together for me. I try sometimes. <laughs> Um, I want to welcome our friend from uh, from New York, Darren Carp. Started her career as an NBC page, rocking the gray suit that Kenneth made popular on Thirty Rock. Um, and shortly after, she became right out of the page program to assist one of the most influential pop culture icons currently on television, my man crush every day, Andy Cohen. And while at Bravo, Darren created the series Ask Andy that she hosts and runs on BravoTV.com. In the series, fans uh, of Andy and Bravo are given uh, a way to ask him questions and really see, you know, what what he thinks of things because he's always asking other people uh, the the, the uh, questions. Um, um, also, we get to see how how funny they are together. They're literally like freaking frack. It's like the odd <laughs> couple. It reminds me of uh, His Girl Friday with like mm -hmm. Cary Grant and yes. Rosalind Russell. Like it's like they speak this language that God, you you need to hold on. Um, <laughs> at the start of 2014, uh, Andy and Darren left Bravo to start a new production company, Most Talkative. Um, and since leaving, though, uh, Darren has become a correspondent from BravoTV.com. Uh, red carpets, uh, series premiere parties, NBC Universal Cable upfronts, um, also hosting the upfront social sizzle. In fact, we have a picture of Darren interviewing Joanna Cassidy. Um, oh. that, yeah, and that's fun because that was from Odd Mom Out. Oh, and there it, she is. There she is. Now, Miss Cassidy, your your eyes are closed. And now? You know, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
in the picture, it looks like you're really enjoying this. Uh, oh, I must be. Yes, I rarely. Savory. That's yeah, but I rarely word. close my eyes. I yes. mean, I, I, at night, I have to come by and put you know, <laughs> toothpicks in them. I, I, I just don't ever want to miss anything. It's because if you ever close your eyes, you wake up and there's a husky Latino chasing there after you. you. Yes. <laughs> Um, in addition to Red Carpets, uh, Darren hosts her own web series for BravoTV.com, Throwback Bravo, which I love because we forget about all the gorgeous moments. Uh, uh, she digs through the Bravo video vault to find the moments from all the shows that we love. Uh, also produces Bravo's social series, Cease and Assist, which we're going to watch a little bit of. Uh, and she uh, attempts assisting for some of the Bravo liberties uh, th that we know and love. Uh there's so much that she does. Uh, she co-hosts a weekly oxygen podcast, Martinis and Murder, which is such... We're going to talk about it. Oh, my god! Because it's, it's about murder. Wait, and is she's it like... like yeah, I love true crime podcasts. That's, it's like that. Like uh, She did a Jeffrey Dahmer episode, and it was like... Mm. It was a little sad and like somber, oh but she brings the fun goodness. to funeral. But okay, but Is he still alive? Uh, no, Jeffrey John. No, didn't he, he died. He was killed, he? right? Oh, was he? Yeah, but there's a movie coming out about him as, as a youngin. Who's the star? It's who, like a who big, plays that? big name. It is. I don't remember who it is, though. The thing about Jeffrey Dahmer is that he was so handsome. If he came up to me at a bar, I would be like, hey, girl, what up, what up? And there's plenty of me to, for Jeffrey Dahmer to... That's <laughs> <laughs> such don't, bad don't taste, by the way. Don't okay. go there. Oh, um, even that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, she drinks cocktails while she talks about this, and this is why we love her. Uh, she also co-hosts Currently, which is an all-topics roundup podcast about what's going on in news, pop culture, and all the personal lives of the host. She also when does, does not she close sleep? her eyes, I know, no, she does not yeah. close her eyes. I don't think so. Oh, God. Uh, and she's beautiful. She is so gorgeous. She's gorgeous. And we're going to talk about working <laughs> for Bravo, because it's like, how many men appreciate that? Yes, I know. We'll I find out. Well, <laughs> A spitfire with a seemingly innocent smile. She is able to hang with the boys and ditch with the girls uh, regarding anything from sports to fashion to politics. Welcome, Darren Karp, to the show. <laughs> Oh my God, you're so adorable. Look at her. She's Look so at this. adorable. I mean, she's beautiful. You're making me blush over here, Anita. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the alcohol. Um, it's not really. Um, <laughs> now, you have Thanks always been. A, of, of course, because you, you did the show uh, a few years ago, actually. Yes. Um, so yes, it's, it's great to have you back. A little bit since then. Well, in fact, you were at, you were at, uh, at, at, um, at Pump one time, and I was literally down the street, but I saw on your social media because I stalk a lot of pretty girls. Um, and. You were in town and didn't even call me, Darren Carp. Uh, uh, yeah. I was in town and you didn't call me. Oh, oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. There you go. There we go. True, I true. Think that's how that works. That's, yeah, that's what happened. That's the real true crime. And next time I'm yeah. in New York, I want to be on your show. Yes, I want to come on. Please, we would love. Oh to my have God, done. I, I mean, I would, I would just love it. Done. Really, done. it would be so much fun. Just play her laugh on a loop for like the whole time. I, <laughs> I have a loop, a laugh loop. Do you really? I have it, and I'm putting it together now because everybody has to put this in their car in the morning. Let's put a beat to it. Boop, boop, boop. Yep. I would wake yep. up to that every day. Yes, right. Yep. And then yeah, well, night. I mean, you know, we'll just laugh our laugh the night away. Yes. There you go. Uh, but you've been a fan of pop culture and, and TV so much. Did you ever think you were going to be such a big part of it? Oh, my gosh. I, don't, I feel like I'm, I'm on the outskirts of being a part of it because my boss is so a part of it. I always wanted to be in entertainment, so I guess I, I always felt like I was meant to be in it. But I never thought I'd be where I was today, certainly by my, by my age at all. It's very humbling. It's very fun. Can you imagine how much every page at NBC from your group hates you? <laughs> they, they blocked you. They defriended you. <laughs> no, they like me. I think. I hope. Otherwise, 
so mean. They're very supportive, though. And You're like, if I talked to them, I'm sure I would know. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Next time you didn't invite them to pump. Um, now, exactly. can, can girls play at Bravo behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, or is it is it is Bravo still considered a gay man's world? I would say Bravo is considered a straight woman gay man's world, mm. if that makes sense. Ooh, so being a yeah. gay woman, I sort of fit in, and I sort of fit in on both sections of it, but also not at all. But I mean, I, I actually consider it more women than gay men than anything else, actually. Now, since you and Andy are so close, does he have to greenlight every idea you have? Like, what if he wanted to do, hey, let's do a show about me putting socks on? He'd be like, are you sure people would want to watch that? And I would say, yes, absolutely. And he would say, go for it. I support you fully. Now, you guys spend so much time together. How do you not get on each other's nerves? Because you guys work long, long hours, and there's so much uh, detail that you have to do. Plus, you're always listening to viewer feedback on so many different forums. How does that get filtered to you, and how do you guys not get on each other's nerves? That's a good question. I think I've been with him for long enough. It's been over six and a half years now where I've really had to finesse. You know, we both had to get to know each other and both had to get to know each other's, you know, little picadillos and things that we like to do. And so I think at this point now, I know his rhythm to a T and he absolutely knows where I'm coming from. And so it's very easy for us to get along. I mean, we have a very good personal work-life balance. You know, he doesn't follow me on Instagram. He lets me have my own personal life. He lets me take vacation. He's extremely generous as a boss, but also as a mentor. And it's, you know, it's been fantastic working for him. It's, it's been very easy, actually. No, and Joanna, I'm going to ask you this later. Um, you, you come across so many people and you work with so many people um, from, from big stars to reality TV stars to just everybody. Do you ever get starstruck still? You know, there's always certain ones in my life that I completely fangirl over. I'm still waiting to meet Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who's mm -hmm. who I'm like absolutely in love with. And I, I want to marry her, but I also want to be her. And so it's very complicated <laughs> in my mind. Um, but uh, certainly, I mean, it's always fun seeing there's a certain light around some people. And it's always fun seeing that. But for the most part, I keep it very professional and I treat everybody as if they're a human being because they are. You know, we have a lot of Bravo people here on the West Coast. And, you know, you go to the parties. In fact, I just did Halloweeny, and uh, the Vanderpump Rules people was there. But, you know, there's sometimes there's so many shows to watch and so many names, and you forget the names. I know you do a lot of red carpet. You can't possibly know the names of everybody um, on, on your shows. And Bravo fans are so particular that if you don't know a name right off the top of your head, they're like, are you kidding how many no, hours of Bravo can somebody you know, possibly watch? What happens on the red carpet when you get stopped up or you have uh, like a, a brain burp and, and you just you just and you freeze? How do you work through that? I hope it doesn't really happen too often, but there is a thing on carpet called lookbooks, and basically it gives you the face and the name and what show and affiliation. And a lot of times on big red carpets like the upfronts that I do for Bravo, press people are behind actually saying what show and who they are. But I do my research. I mean, I I definitely remember anyone that I'm a huge fan of and know the product. And I try and watch everything that I possibly can, although there's only a certain amount of time in the day. And so if I trip up, I find that, you know, a good smile and kind of opening up to it is, is fine. And usually the person's a good sport because they have to go through the same train of people. Um, and it's a long process. So as long as you're respectful and it comes from a good a good place, then I think you're going to be fine.
I'll say having yeah, you do a lot of similar experiences. Too. There's a, there's a it's the same thing as if you're at a dinner party and somebody walks up to you and pretends they know you and or or yeah. you know them and you have to pretend you remember where they know That's you. The you worst. start asking the questions of like oh yeah like how are things and the the so the same thing on the carpet you say like oh like tell us what you have coming up next and then you're like exactly. oh, okay they said that and then so I remember that they were in this okay got it got it got That's it right. I know where you I'm have at. to be very intelligent. <laughs> Ask now, intelligent questions, and then you'll get an answer. Now, you, do, uh, Joanna, you do so many red carpets events, and that's also on her Instagram, by the way. And you look fabulous. Number one, how big is your closet? <laughs> I can't even imagine. Oh. Do you have like a like a condo in Malibu just for your <laughs> outfits? <laughs> no, I, I really don't. I'm I'm just very good at mixing and matching. I am good at that, oh, and I have fabulous. clothes from years ago that are classic and Yves Saint Laurent's that just never go out of style. And but I do that really well. You know, I get like a piece or two a year, and I no, I don't I don't have a big closet. I'm a shoe girl. Yes. Yeah, I love my shoes. You're so fabulous. Like, I just and I, I have my shoe daddy too. Sorry. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm at the shoe <laughs> son. I'm not. I haven't, I haven't, I've gone to the shoe <laughs> daddy. Either. Yeah. <laughs> now, Joanna, like, what, what, are, what's some of the weirdest questions that you get asked over and over, and you're just like, really? Like, I, I, I don't even know that they're weird because weird could be really cool. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, the questions like. Well, what was it like to do Blade Runner? Okay, well that's a that's not just a simple answer, that's, right? In a minute or less, wow, there's all this noise. Really complicated. I mean, I could go on for days about Blade shooting Blade. That's the Runner. only question I have for you tonight, oh. by the way. Well, okay, <laughs> there we go. We got the next twenty-four oh, hours. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we'll get it going. I'm okay with that. But you're always so gracious. But sometimes it just must be so exhausting. It's like. Well, I, I t the one the, no, it's it's very funny because I, I for some reason I get mistaken for Linda Gray. Huh. I don't know why. I don't think I look anything like her, but that's well, people. But you're, you, you're you guys have like that energy because I I love Linda Gray and I actually I sat next too. to her for a whole evening. She's adorable. And she's so being a fan that you're sitting next to at a concert and you're just like, oh, so it's the energy thing. It is this energy. The, yeah. It's a it's a classic energy that you guys have, and it's so full of life. And the fact that you're a drop dead gorgeous, but I think it's really the personality. <laughs> Because there's a glamour that you have, but it's still this accessibility and fun that you have. And she has that energy. Well, maybe so you probably hold the same place in people's hearts. Uh, that's a lovely way to say that. I hope so. Yeah, but you guys couldn't look any more <laughs> different. I'm, I'm going, no, no, I'm not. No. I'm, you, know. you should just start talking as her. But, uh, <laughs> but I love the question. And you are? Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am. It's true. I am. Let's get philosophical. <laughs> yeah. <shall we? laughs> Aren't we all? That's what we you all. Should say. Oh, it's such a wonderful day, and I'm I'm glorious, as well as the day, and so on and so on. And then they start to sweat. <laughs> they just like drip, yes. drip, drip. <laughs> um, Darren, um, I got this question asked. <clears throat> um, oh my gosh, there's a picture of me in a in a nothing. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Bravo still holds. Uh, it's it's place with niche programming, and I've been to a few development meetings at different networks lately, and they use Bravo TV as their pinnacle as to the franchise, the Housewives franchise, the Shaza Sunset franchise. It's a formula that continues to work over and over <laughs> and over. Networks try to copy it, but there's just no way of of doing that. Why do you think there's always this interest in shows like that? It hasn't lost its luster. It hasn't lost its luster, and I think Bravo does it really well. I mean, we have the most educated and affluent audience in all of cable, and so I think not only are our shows just 
riveting because they're kind of the modern day soap opera. And I think that's fun to watch people sort of, I don't know, be their truest self on TV. You know, a camera really gives you an energy and, and people are just drawn to that. I've been told by multiple people that it's just nice because it's so not their reality. It's a way to escape for them and to see sort of another world that they didn't even know existed. And honestly, the way that we cast for these shows, the Bravo producers and everything, they just, they know it so well. They know how to keep, you know, cast polarizing characters and people. And uh, it's fascinating. And I just think it's a formula and network that, that continues to grow into work. I, I had drinks with the Countess last week. I saw your Instagram. Oh, you see, you see, yeah. I, I was out there. And she's delightful. I You know, the girls are really... What really I love is that what I love is that there's there's uh, there's the housewives and the people on all these shows that last for years and years and years because one they know they, whether whether or not it's just their own personalities or the fact that they know what makes great TV they make great shows and great they're great people to watch and two that they take these opportunities and continue to to do things outside of the their shows businesses. that make them relevant yeah Absolutely. and then you get the other people that show up for one season and it doesn't really work and it moves on and I think that's what's fantastic about Bravo is that they know who to emphasize and who to kind of let also, go. Who, who to I, was at a, I was at a Rosh Hashanah dinner, you know, uh, with my family and my cousin came up to me and she was like, I don't understand. Why are you recast? Why is Danielle Stow back in the New Jersey housewives? And I was like, because it creates conversations like this where people are coming up to me at Rosh Hashanah dinner and they're fascinated by it because even if you hate it, you love it. And that's what's so great about it. And the OGs, you know, tried and true, Real Housewives of OC, those OG girls, they're reinventing who their characters are, I think. Who was a villain one season is the sweetheart the next. Who was sober yeah, one season is not really next. Well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's funny what people expect when they meet them. Um, I had the privilege of spending the weekend with MJ from Shaza Sunset. Um, oh, that's her. And you know she's 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 healthy now. She's going to the gym. She's cut down her drinking subst substantially. But the fans just like stare. Probably how I stared at you at the Pamela Anderson <laughs> book signer. It's like, do something like like you. And it's like uh, yes, well, yes. this is me because I am me. Be you. Yeah, be you. It's like do something funny. And she was so understated, um, but still gracious and you know essentially MJ. But it's funny. Fans just really expect you to be that person all the time. I and think you no just editor. titled her spinoff essentially MJ. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. mm. Being MJ. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you're a huge game show fan. Yes, huge. What are some of the game shows you are watching now? Are there any of of uh, classic game shows, n not reruns, but shows that have been around for a w game shows that that you're still watching, or are there new game shows that we should know about? Uh, I definitely watch old game shows. I still watch Family Feud. I watch Jeopardy, even though that doesn't count as a game show. It's a quiz show. So I, I watch Jeopardy that. every they day. Have, they have the whole like champions thing yes, coming soon. it's so exciting. And that yeah. one bartender that won for like two weeks in a row. And he's from a, New York. Is that the yes, guy with the hair? The, yes. And he and did you notice his style improved during the two weeks he was there? He got a haircut. Yeah, we had money to. He had money to buy new suits. He got a facial. Yeah. He dumped his boyfriend. Yeah. Mm. Okay, now I, I have yep. to tell you, I was on Hollywood Squares so many times. Ooh. We had Bruce Valanche on. Was it during the Bruce no, Valanche time? No, it oh, wasn't. Okay. No. But, and I had the most amazing time. I mean, well, you'd be great for that. You know, yeah. So, I mean, we'd do yeah. five shows a day and come back to this. You have to, we have to find these. Yeah. I haven't seen them for years and I always try and collect everything. I've got a wonderful file. Have you looked on like YouTube and stuff? Maybe I haven't. Some of the, Maybe some I haven't. Of the Hollywood. Sure, I think you'll find like, at least like yeah, little like clips little of clips. them. Yeah. yeah. 
But it was funny on Hollywood Squares, they got away with such naughty language because it was so smartly done. I mean, Paul Lynn obviously oh, set, Lynn. set the president. Paul Lynn was amazing. Yeah. I bet. He was incredible. And who was wild, wild hair? I'm trying to remember her name. That, oh, uh, Phyllis Diller. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Yes. Phyllis Diller was incredible. And then, oh, who else? Oh, my gosh. But it was that classic Hollywood oh, yes. humor that we don't have where you don't have to spell it out for everybody. We and understand you what you're talking Yes. You don't have to Yes. I was about was to really say that. the F word, but I'm not. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I hate cursing on the show. You know when I have guests on um, that do that, I, I like cringe. Mm. Not because I'm a prude, but just because they, I don't, they, they, there's a time and place for it. it. Yeah, like when it. your tax bill comes. That's the time <laughs> and place for it. <laughs> um, okay, so, so w- w- what new shows, though, should we be excited about? Well, there's a couple of Facebook game shows that are coming out. And actually, there's a game show app. Yes. That apparently the kids are raving about. I have yet to start it, but it's called HQ. Yep. And twice a day, I think at like 9 a.m. and 4 p.m., I think it's Eastern Standard Time, um, you can basically go on and you answer 12 questions and you can win some type of money I think, <clears throat> between like 250 and a thousand bucks or something. And it's, the, it's supposed to change the way game shows are done. So it, it's crazy. I, and it- and it hasn't even like been advertised that much, but I when, when you when you kids? log in, it's well, I mean anybody can do it, but mm-hmm. they have like thirty thousand viewers in like two seconds of oh. it starting, and they haven't People even like want that but, money. Well, and it's <laughs> the platform; it's easy to jump on and jump off. It's like Candy Crush. I mean, I'm looking at the app right now, and it's just it looks so fun. Yeah. <laughs> And networks, because uh, they brought this up at a production meeting two weeks ago, and they were talking about how they need things like that, where it's it's just easy to associate with, and it's easy to use, and it reaches everywhere. That's well, that's very smart. No yeah. doubt you're you're really using your brain that way, because pe- people are on their phones, they're on their iPads, so they're going to be playing games yeah. while they're waiting. Absolutely. But yeah. I, but I, I do love the Jeopardy and, and Darren. I watch it every every day, or I, I tape them all, and then when I when I can have time, because I think it keeps your brain. I, I think it's great for that going. And we're seeing the cross section of America. We're seeing contestants from all different states: uh, a teacher, uh, a, a choir director, uh, this bartender, a lawyer. And that, we're seeing. The- I love when that like, gets like somebody that like has a because normally like you know they'll have a professor or things like that where you're like oh okay you spend your career learning things. I love when it's like somebody that like does something that has nothing to do with being in academia yes. or like, like you know right, like, like a janitor bartender. comes up and exactly. you're like but even a bartender I'm like I don't know maybe it's because we live in LA I'm like okay you're a bartender but like what did you go to school for um, that okay. didn't work out but he but, drives like unicycle through New York City I think he's like that kind of eccentric where he reads like 10 that's a day. incredible I'm not yeah not saying that this was his story but yeah um, but no I love when it's somebody that you're just like that's amazing that you do that but you also have the time to learn all these random facts that are like make you like one of the no greatest genius. minds sort of a, yeah that's I'm gonna have to start Apparently, watching it. He had watched, I think, every episode of Jeopardy, uh, and you, there is a pattern with some of the questions and there how you is answer them. Totally, there is there really? Yes. Okay. Something along the lines of that as well, which is mm. crazy. Well, they also said there's like a science between of, of like pushing the button because so you like, see some people are like shaking it at the camera, like it's not working. It's like, no, girl, you're late. <laughs> <laughs> if you buzz it before. Before Alex finishes the question, it 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 locks you out. Oh, I didn't so know that. So interesting. In, you can start buzzing again if you if you buzz too quickly. Oh, mm. Shakespeare is uh, a topic that comes up over and over. Uh, Greek mythology. Um, yeah. So those are Bible. the Bible, capitals, and Broadway. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's like doing crosswords over and over again. Like there's yeah. certain words you learn. Right. Like they oh. Get the hang of it. 
you just yeah. have to watch it a lot. And so, I mean, he definitely knows the answers, but. And you have uh, to study Shakespeare. Yeah. There's a well, you should study Shakespeare one. anyway. Anyway, yeah. yes. Um, okay. Uh, Martinis and murder, I just have to know, where did yes. this idea come from? And are you crazy? <laughs> it's so <laughs> different than everything else you're doing. I know it's it's the dark to my lights, but it's probably my most fun project. Honestly, I love it so much. So, uh, Oxygen, um, which is the sister network to Bravo, became true crime all the time. Yeah, and they really wanted to get into this space. And there's a bunch of true crime podcasts out there, as you guys both, as you guys all know. And so, you know, Oxygen was like the perfect place for it. And John and I have a podcast called Currently. He does what I sort of do at Bravo for Oxygen. And he came up to me and he was like, you know, Oxygen's interested in this. Do you want to do something with me? I was like, absolutely. We actually wanted to do an idea where we wanted to talk about a different murder in every single state and kind of do like a road trip of murders around the United States. But then Oxygen wanted to incorporate drinking. How could we say no? Very popular. So I set the precedent. We drink and talk about murders per week, which is very, very fun. And also... Very dark and difficult to talk about at the same time. That is amazing. And I feel, okay, so I, I want this on the record that, that this idea did not pop into my head right now. I've had multiple conversations with my friend, but we are working on developing a podcast that's similar to, it's not a true crime podcast, but we want to deal with supernatural stuff. And we want to call it, we're, we're calling it, I guess I can announce that, um, Do Ghosts Drink Chardonnay? Actually, I've talked to Alexander about this before. And it's 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 similar where we we drink and talk about like paranormal activity kind of stuff like ghost stories or like the chupacabra or things like that um all paired with like a, a good uh, glass of merlot and we talk about the merlot and we talk about the stuff so this is amazing and i love it and i can't wait to listen to it because i love true crime podcasts yeah you're gonna have to come onto our podcast as soon as you guys get up and running let's do it yeah let's do it for cross promotion but i mean it's the martinis we have, you know, we have themed martinis depending on the murder, depending what's involved with it. Uh, and then we have our bartender who's sort of like our foil. And he's the third character that has remained anonymous this entire time. We yes. let him speak, but through a voice changer. And we kind of make fun of him the whole time, which which lightens, keeps it a little bit of humor with a, a horrible subject. Okay, well, usually. I have to jump in here. Yes. Because uh, if, you're, if you're drinking, you have to drink Mulholland Distillery Vodka gin and scotch oh sounds beautiful to me i should have brought you i didn't know you is this I, your I, this is my company oh my god are Mul you kidding mulholland distillery joanna you know where uh yep. we, our, our vodka sponsor unfortunately um oh. they had to they had to so we're looking for a new okay well you got it participant i think you're not it. even showing this label no, now no, no, let's don't throw this it. bottle out don't show it i'm i'm yeah. bring, i'm getting you some I'm going to get you, yes, oh, you're going to love it. Because <laughs> oh I'm not God. a gin drinker. And a year and a half ago, uh, we were at the Art Walk downtown, and a friend of mine uh, said, it was 11 o'clock at night, we're in an Indian restaurant, and we're all tired, and but we're eating you know, hot, spicy food. And he said, I'll, I'll be right back. I'm just going to get this tray with some little glasses on it. I want you to try my gin. I, I don't drink gin. There were about 14 of us. None of my business. But I said, I, don't, I, I can't. I'm sorry. I, I just can't do it. He brings it back puts these little glasses, everybody takes one but me. I said, no, I really can't. It really makes me sick. He said, no, it's just, just. So he wafted it under my nose, and I went, okay, give me that. <laughs> and I threw it back, and I turned my head. I want to be your gin girl. <laughs> <laughs> now, what made it different? Well, it's a whole different taste. Mm. doesn't smell the same. It's it, it's Because most gins to me are too sweet, actually, no, for me. No, I know, and this is not sweet. Okay. This is not, I, I mean, we'll, we'll get you some. 
And on top of that, I'm, I just it blew me. I called them the next day and I said, I want to go into business with you guys. This is amazing. And I was pretty spot on. I mean, I, I we're happening. We are happening. Oh, we're, my God. I'm going to make this happen for you. You know what we'll do is we'll do a celebrity tasting. Okay. We'll bring you back, and we'll bring in some other celebs, okay. and, we'll, and we'll taste it. We'll all do right, some great. blind testing. We'll do some flavor testing. Okay. We'll get a hot bartender to come in and mix it all so we don't have to do that. Oh, please do. Let's do it. I mean, it. if How you want fun. me back, you can just ask. I said celebrities, Patrick. <laughs> it's always a competition with us, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> but I want to hear you sing. That's yes. <laughs> I, really uh, I sing too, Joanna. Mm-hmm. I, I got that. Okay. I got that. Back up to Mr. Patrick. She actually pointed to you, not to me. Oh, okay. I didn't see well, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure she I wants both, I was, but... I thought I no, was straight down the middle. <laughs> I was right down the middle. Come She's on now. so good. This is what, you know, being uh, just in the business just yep. does. You know, you know how I know. Yep. I know. I know. I know. I'm not, people, I'm impressed. I mean, you... He's pretty you're, young you're for someone's success. I was going to say, you're ahead of your time. You you jumped in there fast. You're young. Well, there's also good genes going on. I'm a little older than most people think I am. But no, I, I love it. I've actually been there. It'll be seven years next month, Jeez, which is that's fantastic. Which is insane. Um, but no, I love it. It's it's different every day, and I get to talk to people like you who are doing incredible things. The way the 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 slogan, actually, when people started, and I'm going to not say it verbatim because I won't remember it, but basically was... Um, ordinary people doing extraordinary things mm-hmm, and extraordinary mm-hmm. people doing ordinary things. Yeah, and, that's and that's what I love is, is the fact that I get to do a little bit of both. Yeah, you know, I get to cover, uh, you know, a, a big uh, Hollywood movie or TV show. And I also get to talk to, uh, you know, somebody that's doing something amazing for the community uh, on a local level as well. And and it's great to be great? able to do both. Isn't that because I they're, mean, they're equally important in the world. But they absolutely the are because they're all heroes, you know, and we, yeah. need, and we need to expose more of that. I mean, I'd, I'd much rather read about that than the disasters wouldn't you in the paper oh yeah Ooh. some tough stuff ay, ay, ay. i'm still thinking about that vodka and, and, and <laughs> oh, he's so excited I'm so excited <laughs> you have no idea. and it, it's such great timing by the way too. Uh, well hey timing everything, is everything. happens for every, timing everything timing is everything um yep. and darren we're gonna send you some too I want some. I want to drink it on my show and talk about like a terrible Mulholland Drive murder or something. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's yes. just it. Ab- absolutely. You know, when I heard this, because I I had a house over uh, sort of closer to downtown, and Mulholland, the man Mulholland, uh, had his mansion on the same street, subsequently torn down and replaced with a 1950s apartment building, but. That history, that whole movie and Mulholland and water and liquid, and, and I just think about that. I see, that's the kind it's of, so that's LA. what I it's love. So it's so sexy. The clothes were sexy. Yeah. The people were. They looked great. They were classy. Mm-hmm. And you had that great, you know, the shoulder pads and this thin waist and thin hips. And like you, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> She looks now like I know Sean exactly Young, who she was it? pointing to. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, well, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, Anyway, yes, we could tie that all together. I love it. And, uh, Darren, your co-host on, on your show is so funny. You guys have a good energy. Does Andy Cohen ever get jealous of you guys? No, I don't think so. I, I know there's there's room in my life for multiple gay men. <laughs> Spoken I've like got, a I've true lady. And multiple. All right, Darren, we're going to play a little rapid fire, and then we're going to let you get some rest, because I know how late it is over there. Okay, I hope, I'm, I, hope I can do this. All right. Um, if you could interview anyone living or dead, who would it be? Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Done. Yep. That, you said it. Um, if you had to join any housewife show, but they put you in a condo to live for one month and you couldn't escape, which housewife cast would it be? New York City. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, and who would play you in a movie? 
Um, probably Jodie Foster. The future you then. <laughs> yeah, the future me. Okay. Um, Not what is... Taxi driver Jodie Foster. Emma Stone. Emma yes. Stone. Oh, I could see Emma Stone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone. I get Katie Holmes a lot. I also get um, Lizzie Kaplan sometimes. Oh, Lizzie Kaplan would be great. Yes, yes, yes. Eyebrows. I yep. Lizzie yeah. Kaplan, yes. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, what is a fashion faux pas Stewart. that you... Not Kristen Stewart, but maybe. I don't oh. know. Sometimes. No. Kristen's yeah. great. Kristen's great. Oh. That would be, yeah. I was going to say something not kind, but okay. <laughs> yes, the looks are there, but girl, you got a personality and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't cheat on people. Okay. Uh, fashion faux pas you fell victim to. Bangs. 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 Hmm. Like bad bangs, though, like not like the chic bangs that's going on now. Like, like the do it at home yourself bangs? Yeah. Yes. That, the oh, DIY bangs. Bowl, bowl bangs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not stylish, not hip, not chic. And Darren, where's a guilty pleasure that uh, people would be surprised to find out that you indulge in? Oh my God, that's a good question. I rollerblade. Oh. Roller girl. Roller girls. Yeah, I like yep. rollerblading a lot. Roller girl. Boom casting. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I do love they it. even sell new rollerblades? They've got a they've got a store in New York City for them. I mean, yeah, I'm sure like but that's like so crazy. I loved roll I hate roller skating, but I love rollerblading. And I love rollerblading. Yeah, I guess course. I assumed they like just didn't even I mean, it's the internet, so I'm sure you could get anything anywhere, but yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's fun. It's a little scary on the New York streets, but it's, fun but it's a thrill. Yeah, I, I find roller skating so more difficult. It, I don't know it's why. It's for me on roller skates than it is on rollerblades. Yeah, yeah. Do you I, know when blades came out? Forty years ago. Hmm. Blades were out. Then they went away. Then they came back. Like the electric skateboard. That's right. Yeah. Well, they went away, but then they they went they came You've back and the then they went away again. Like every great yeah. thing because. Because I remember, like in the like late '90s, everyone had rollerblades, and then they disappeared then, for like. Then they, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then now they're not style. Apparently, yeah, yeah. You guys gotta get a pair of rollerblades. I gotta get some Mulholland gin. Yes. Okay. All right. You got it, babe. And I'll that sit in the corner. Fair. I don't that do cardio fair. at all. It's too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, where can our when can our listeners and viewers uh, follow you, and where can they find your podcast? Oh, great question. You can follow me on all socials at Carpe Darren, and you can find Martinis and Murder anywhere you get your podcast. It's on iTunes, it's on Spotify, it's on Stitcher, it's on everything. You can Google it and find me there. Perfect. Now we're going to play a little bit of Season and Assist uh, when you were working for Ramona Singer, and when we come back, it's all Joanna. Oh, girl. Darren, Woo-hoo. I love when you're in the show. When you're in LA, let me know, and then you're, you're going to come guest co-host. Patrick Darren, just will come take let me know. Yes. <laughs> All right, Darren, we love you. Thank you for all that you do. I love watching all of your stuff. And we'll see you soon. Bye, Darren. And now let's take a little peek at Season Assist when Darren had to work for Turtle Time herself, Ramona Singer. So basically, it's all about taking it back like this. You poke it here, and then you take it down. A little slow motion around, and you finish. Not bad. Yeah, that's it. Let me try. All right, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even plan that. Can I handle the other Bravo liberties? This is season assist. Oh, tea. Okay, does that cost $2,200 to do a filling? Today, I'm assisting Ramona Singer of the Real Housewives of New York. When I first got there, Ramona made it seem like today would be a cakewalk. This is like the first time it must have been like six months. I have no set plans for today. But I quickly learned that no set plans didn't mean no work. Now we're going to put, see, a little wax in here. You drip it down. These are non-drip candles and it's not dripping. So okay. this is like my, my bank 
fake. I have like, I have, there's like five different banks. Why I do you have here. four bills from the same bank? You're not doing sh I mean, come on, unpack. Really? I didn't know if we wanted to keep them in Why the box. Why would I keep it in the box? You have her walking in the wrong path. The truck can come and run her over. I went on vacation and I wrote my last oh. one testament to whom it may concern. <laughs> Don't let her eat that, though. Is she eating? Come on. On my death, I bequeath and give all of my assets to my daughter. Why did you write this like this? She starts walking really fast. You know she's about to poop. There she Up. goes. And that, my friends, was the easy part of the day. Good girl. Oh. Did what I did. I got it. <laughs> that is so fun. I want to watch all of that. Because she's done it with all oh, that's like, for a million dollar listing um, and all of that. All Ooh. right. It's time to get down to business. I have been waiting for this for so long. Um, Joanna Cassidy is an award-winning actress with an abundance of talent, uh, known for easy, intoxicating laugh that I have to get that loop on as my as my ringer. Um, <laughs> with over 50 years in the industry, by the way, and Oof. not just in the industry, I mean dominating the industry. As a scene and actress, few have accomplished what this tall, gorgeous Scottish-Irish siren has done in both film and television. Her credits are a combination of, of subtle nuances and bold characters, and it's it's that combination that just intoxicates me with, with every performance. Um, the role she has played have taken her literally around the globe, uh, creating a breadth of diversity as well as providing unique life experiences, including uh, with Meredith Baxter, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, playing a lesbian that couldn't touch the other actress during the show. We're going to talk about that. Uh, from a small town upbringing to the world of motherhood and modeling to acting, she has experienced so much. Uh, in between modeling chores and occasional commercial gigs in her early career, uh, she found herself in such action fair with huge names such as uh, Steve McQueen for a Thriller Bullet, Jason Robards uh, for Fools, The Laughing Policeman with uh, Walter Matthau, and The Outfit with Robert Duvall. You know, just just little names just to few. start your career with. <laughs> and first co-starring role came uh, opposite George C. Scott in the op- uh, comedy Caper uh, Bank. Thank God sexual allegations weren't, weren't coming up then. <laughs> Um, television became a huge medium for her in the late 70s uh, with some of your favorite, favorite shows, uh, Dallas, Trapper John, MD, Taxi, Starsky and Hutch, Charlie's Angels, um, and also Falcon Crest, which I love. In fact, that's where R- Robert Foxworthy was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you guys should have just gotten married. And we should have. Uh, we should have. Might as well. We should have saved time. Absolutely. Because you guys know. were We could have gone through the years together. L- l- like six different shows together, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Oh, mm-hmm. and you guys. Oh, we're going to talk about Six Feet Under. Um, in 1983, <laughs> hit the jackpot uh, with Buffalo Bill, opposite Dabney Coleman, um, in which that true offbeat comedy came through, um, and of course received uh, Joanna received her Golden Globe for that uh, for JoJo White, mm-hmm. great name by the way, mm-hmm. um, and really became a f- strong female contender against Dabney Coleman, who was basically doing a kind of spinoff of his nine to five character, um, and it's so because I so I, hateful, it was so hateful, <laughs> and so so bad, so good. I rewatched some of the episodes and I'm like, some of these themes oh. ring pretty true right now. Boy, they were smart. Mm. They were really smart. Um, and of course, in the '80s, uh, playing <laughs> iconic replicant. Um, you're still on so many boys' walls mm-hmm. as as a poster uh, for Can Blade you still Runner. See them? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes, girl. <laughs> back, back in business. Um, and of course, radio journalist involved with Nick Nolte and Ed Harris in an Under Fire, um, and co-starring with Bob Haskins, of course, and a lot of behind-the-scenes robots and props uh, mm-hmm. for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, back in the TV front, L.A. Law, Diagnosis, Murder, and Boston Legal, by the way, um, and then. Emmy-nominated uh, performance as Margaret Chenoweth in Six Feet Under, one of my favorite TV performances of all time. Uh, this character was my spirit animal. 
And what I loved about that was it was the drama of what Six Feet Under was, but it also captured that unique humor that we hadn't seen on TV before. Especially that last season w- was a killer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even... Mm, yes, it was a killer. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> everybody dies. Literally everybody died. <laughs> That's right. I'm currently uh, seen in uh, uh, the hilarious... Out of the box comedy, another out of the box comedy, Odd Mom Out, which we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it was such a great show, and well, we're going to talk about that. Outside of all of that, by the way, uh, and booking you for the show, it was like, well, she's only in town for two hours uh, <laughs> this day and four hours because you're traveling all the time. Um, but also uh, has been so involved, f- even from from early studying uh, with studying art and culture, uh, sculpture. Uh, visual arts, painting, sculpting, um, and collecting, and also becoming an avid photographer. Um, she creates art, beauty, and serenity for others uh, with her new love for interior design as well. There's just like everything. <laughs> um, and then that's not to mention the charity work, by the way, uh, with for the needs of children, elderly, and the animals. Currently working on her first memoir, um, and I hope it's one of, of, of a collection. And then that will be turned into a movie. Mm-mm. Yes. <laughs> You think starring oh Alexander? Yes, <laughs> diversity in Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's what it is. The one, the only, the fabulous Joanna Cassidy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, that's quite a career, right? This is your life. Oh, this is your life. I'm telling you. No, I have so many questions that we got emailed. Um, you came into acting, it wasn't, it wasn't. That was your first thing. That's what you studied in school, and, and that's what you got your major in and started auditioning. You were a, a mother, a model, um, and you went to school for art and sculpting. Um, and so coming to this whole acting thing, mm-hmm. you know, later, how did you catch up <laughs> to have this huge career? I, I, I don't know, because I didn't start until I was, like, 27, 28, yeah. somewhere in there, and, and with the two kids and and trying to, you know, keep all, all the balls in the air and, and make a living and... But having a life, I mean, I was I was still a young woman. I didn't understand it. I didn't know. <laughs> if it hadn't been for Bruce Dern and the Laughing Policeman, which is one of my one of my first roles, and uh, Walter Matthau, I came on the set. He said, you know, Bruce said, "Darling, just go stand there, say your line, look pretty, and don't move. <laughs> just keep your head straight." So I did. What he said, and I got that job. I, I mean, I did it. I did that scene. I went back to San Francisco. They said it was so good. We're bringing you back. We're writing in another scene. So that that was that was pretty cool. That happens. That happens. And a yeah, lot. And I, but I I still didn't understand the whole thing because I I didn't know where it was all going. I couldn't quite fit it in. It had never been a childhood desire. I never really. I never thought about being an actor ever. Maybe that was better because you didn't put such high pressure and you didn't get all wrapped up in your mind. Um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of young actors that come come on, they say, just say there's just so much pressure. They have to do it. Yeah. They have to do it. If yeah. they don't do it, they'll die. And the only thing I really ever wanted to do was make people laugh. That was really important to me. Now, have you always had this laugh? Yes, I was voted best laugher in high school. Now you were a rowdy kid, right? It was very. It was really bad. I was. To- I was a tomboy. Mm-hmm. I was a tomboy. I, mean, I still am. I'm, I'm still climbing, climbing trees. Like, You're the prettiest tomboy I've ever seen in my oh, whole entire goodness. life. I just love you. I love you. Two bottles now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll take care of our first hour. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just kind of love life that way. I mean, if, if there was a big castle and I had to be in it, I'd be the princess. Mm. I wouldn't be the queen. 
Hmm. Because the queen has all the work to do. That way. You could sneak it's out. Much more fun to be the princess. I'd be running around, riding my bicycle and running rollerblading or skating up and down the hallways. I mean, that that's kind of me. I love I love though that the fact that you said that the main advice he had was just keep your head still because uh, Lauren Bacall. That's what she said. She was known for the look. Yeah, was that's like, right. And, and she Humphrey was like, that her, right? literally was only because I was so nervous on my first she, that's, that her head was shaking th- that's that right. she moved that she would hold her head down and look yes. forward because that kept her still. And she had that look. And that, that turned the, into the look. The look. Yes, exactly. I was complimenting a director. Meanwhile, Alexander and over here, like, yeah. we'd never be able to be on yeah. <laughs> the show. It's like, do you have Tourette's? No, I'm acting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, though. You really do have to stay. And I it was saying to the, the the director of Drive the other day when I met when we met how uh, Ryan Gosling in the film well also was with the director just stayed so still yes and he kept the camera on him and let the scene finish with the quiet of a still face i love that it's like now you know the director wants to so many of them want to cut out get to the next scene you have to experience and let feel yeah, let it breathe. That's a very good way to say that. Now, do you think that that's a budget thing? Because I've heard from from veteran actresses. Uh, we have Mindy Sterling on the show quite often, and you know she's done so many comedy pieces. And she says even for comedy pieces, there's no time to explore anymore because it's always next scene, next uh, scene, next scene. Do you yeah. think that's a budget thing, or that's well, I do think it's a budget thing. I, I and I think that uh, you know there's so much material that has to get made, but and then you've got producers standing on the side, yeah. <laughs> looking at their watch, and you go, oh, shoot, you know what, you know. So you have to have it, got to have it down. That's how you can do things in three takes. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of emails uh, from female um, actors um, who love that your roles always have this sense of power to them. Very strong, but then there's also this vulnerable side to them. Um, And then always very sexy because, I mean, you look the way that you do. Um, The question that we got was, did you ever feel... um, or afraid of being a stereotype because of the way that you looked, and how did you? How but did I you am a stereotype. In uh, in answer to that question, because in the day when I first got here, um, well, beauty was essential. I mean, I'm and it's cha- it's changed. The business is now uh, more about real people, and it's 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 very interesting. There was a, there was a look. There was a Hollywood look, and there have been actually a lot of parts that I haven't gotten because I don't look like a co- you know an ordinary person. People, does that sound all right? <laughs> no, no, no. It's <laughs> totally because, because you can't. You can't. You have look. a Hollywood look versus yes. an everyday look. Yeah, a classy. Yes. You know, more classy on, the, on that side. But see, the the trick is people don't really know that I can look the other way too because I can. And there were ways. Well, we all look like that at the end of the day. Exactly. <laughs> Some of us start out that way in the day. It's <laughs> 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 all rough. But um, that you know, that's a, that's a really well. You were talking about power and vulnerability yeah, be, yeah. and so on, and that's that is. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I project power. I I think that um, there's something to be said. I have my. I have a stature. I've, it's been very important to me. It was sort of drilled into me as a kid. Sit up straight, you know, walk tall, keep your 
knees together and stride and look strong. I mean, I, I heard that a lot. So I, I, you know, grew up with that. And I also watched a lot of old movies and I mm. loved the way people walk. They walk their walk and talk their talk. So I guess in a way I've sort of mimicked a lot of that. And, and I, I just, I think that's important as a woman not to be a victim or be, you know, wussy. I was sort of, you know, a Joan Crawfordy kind of in a way. Yeah. You know, they they were they were strong women too. It's interesting you say that because you have a pattern to your voice. And just talking about the voice that's very reminiscent of a classic actress, but you still create this high energy with this pace with your voice. And then of course that laugh comes in. Um it's it's like you studied acting so hard. Backwards. <laughs> <laughs> now did you ever subscribe to an acting style or, or acting technique or you're just like that's pretty good. Next, I know. No, I I didn't have a technique. I didn't study with anyone initially. You know, then I sort of did the Milton Katsellas thing, but I, I don't know that he had a, a style. And um, actually, I'm down now down at the actor's studio, which is method. And so I'm at this point in time, I'm listening to that point of view and learning some of that and seeing how those meth. Actually, I I did when I was up to play a Bren, a Lenny Bruce, mm. to, you know, yep. his wife. And I met with Dustin Hoffman, and he didn't grope me. And um, uh, <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> no, he knew right off the bat you were so out of his league, he couldn't even Hollywood power play that. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't use her. And plus, we were in a public place. But anyway, um, I was... Um, uh, Staying with my friend Noel Ben, who was a writer in New York, and uh, you know he knew all those guys, and and so I auditioned with him. And then I had an acting class with one of the Stanislavski teachers at the time, and it was all very interesting. But again, you know, to me, coming in a uh, with a personality is and, and an energy is really what it's all about. The Carol Lombards of the day, who were just so brilliant and funny, and you just loved watching them because it was just—it was sexy, but it was, you know, it was staccato and it was—it was energetic. It was—it was compelling, and they interacted. And it was funny. It was funny. I think it's really important to be funny, so you can take all these serious things, but at the same, have an edge. Have an edge. You know, just use it. Some other questions that we got about this uh, around the same um, topic was also uh, career mishaps. Um, so we know Wonder Woman you were up for, um, and uh, wasn't that? And then replaced in Stepford Wise, which I didn't know. Um, and then before Buffalo Bill, there was kind of false starts with with some shows. How do you deal with keeping optimistic and and keep going and not let that? Way on on, on on your shoulders. Isn't that incredible? I, I I know so many people who have just opted out of show business because they they couldn't handle the rejection, or sometimes you. I, I there probably isn't anybody that hasn't at one point in time gotten replaced right. or fired or that, whatever. That's the business. That's the business, right? And uh, you know you you learn from these things. Lee Grant. I was reading her book. I mean, she she was uh, fired off. Uh, a movie that she really wanted to do, but she didn't get it. She didn't understand it, and she was fired. And it was a terrible thing to her. You know, how do you keep the optimism going? I, I don't. I guess I'd have to say I must be more optimistic than I think I am because I'm still here. 
I'm still doing this, and I'm still, you know, sometimes I get them, sometimes I don't. I, th I think um, the really wonderful things is, are, are when people who have seen my work before, like Jill Kargman, who, um, you know, had me <laughs> play her um, mother-in-law uh, in the show Odd Mom Out on Bravo, and which I said, well, can't I meet your mother-in-law? No, you'll never meet her. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but Jill, why? If I'm going to play her, can't I, I? No, you'll you'll never meet her. And I'm wearing a red dress to her funeral. And I go, oh my god, you you. So, I'm playing this woman, and just how do you want me to go about it? Anyway, so I just thought evil, and so I tried to be as evil as I could be on that show. I, well, let's take a little look. Um, at, at your character on Odd, Mam Odd Mom Out. Um, and this clip just epitomies, it's, it's so perfect for On the Rocks. Um, <laughs> you're out drinking literally everybody around you. So l let's take a look. And one more to our dear friend Timberly. Really, Candace, haven't you quite had enough? If you can't keep up, grab a couch like the other <laughs> one, sister. What a treat this has been in the company of such. Elegant beauties. Yes, though it is funny. Where I come from, we don't put on our big jewelry until eight o'clock. Oh, darling, whoever said this was my big jewelry? <laughs> Bottoms up. Your character went through so much on on the show. <laughs> so fun. Um, <laughs> Can I just even, even the people that are not on camera in the room are smiling and laughing right now. So yeah, I mean it's so it's 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 so it's so well, wonderful. But, but uh, that's the writers too. I mean that's the writer. I mean, gave me great things to say. Then you know. But you handle I so much. Find a way to say that line in life. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Donny. Who said this is my, my big, big jewelry? jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. But you have a way of making scripts from some, some so many different types of genres work, um, but still making them. Uh, Essentially, you. Let's take a look at a clip from Buffalo Bill, um, and this was this was your Golden Globe nominated. This is against you, against uh, Powerhouse, uh, Dabney Coleman, and um, just you still. I mean, that that essence of who you are is just it's so strong in in every piece. <laughs> hey, baby. Ooh, that smells good. What is it? Chicken Malengo. Oh, great. Oh, you, uh, you left your flowers at the office. I came by there, but you're already gone. Well, I was at the a hospital seeing Dr. Storch. She has a mild concussion. I just thought I'd see how she was. Who's Dr. Storch? The lady you almost decapitated. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice lady. No reflexes, but nice lady. What should I do with these? All the bases seem to be filled. Why don't you take them home? Something, uh, something wrong? You, you seem, uh, a little distant. Distant? Yeah. Why? Because once upon a time, you and I had a mutant romantic interlude? Because once you had a key to the front door and you can't believe the lock's been changed? Or is it because in your bizarre imagination, the phrase, call me first, means barge in any time? I don't know what the reason is. You just seem a little distant, that's all. You're unbelievably selfish. You're right. I am selfish. I, I can't argue that. Especially 
when it comes to something like this 60-minute spot. But, honey, it's, it's not just for me. It's for both of us. What do you mean? Well, don't you understand that when two people go through something like we did, a, a romantic interlude that's... that's, that's Mutant? Whatever. That a bond is created between those two people that will last forever? We can't deny that, Jojo. We're only human. You got any pretzels or fritos? <laughs> so, but it, it, it's, it's that pace that you have there. Oh, honey. So, but I, I, wa I want to talk about... <laughs> This show, because we're dealing with, with strong women behind the scenes, making the man look good. He was, he was such a jerk on that. What is your own personal experience in making a name for yourself over the years, the industry, and has it changed at all? I, th I think that making a name, uh, you know, first of all, you can't go wrong with Cassidy, right? I mean, you know, it's <laughs> the name's already there. So it was just, I didn't really, I wanted to tie it up with, I, I still keep going back to amusement, making people laugh. It's. I think my my name got out there when you know after Blade Runner, that mm -hmm. was such a, an iconic film, and. Uh, it's really a matter of staying relevant. You, you know, as a, as a woman and as an actress, you have to stay relevant, and. I just. Go with the pace of things and and. Find a new look. Discover something. Stay energetic. Meet people, know people, make people laugh. Am I answering your question? Yes, kind and, of. And I think the element is too. You always <laughs> surprise people, even, even with mom, uh, odd mom out. It's like, oh, you know, you're going to be a gregarious, uh, classic woman with a lot of money mm. who doesn't give a crap what people think, and you know, it's like, yes, this this role is 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 for you, but you still surprise because you brought so many different things that I hadn't seen before um, to that. And, and surprising off-screen and on-screen, I want to play a few moments of your first uh, appearance on the Johnny Carson show. Oh, my gosh. Joanna Ca Cassidy's on the show. I told you it's This Is Your Life. Yes. <laughs> really. But here's the thing. Joanna Cassidy, known for her modeling and, and uh, the body and, and all of this, this is what you wore on your first appearance to uh, Johnny Carson. Look how cute he was. He yes. was just We are back. My uh, first guest this evening... Memories? There's a um, yeah. very pretty young lady who was in the film The Laughing Policeman, which I have not seen yet, but I hear is a, is a very good movie. Have you seen that? I've not seen it. No. Uh, she is in that, and she's in two more soon-to-be-released pictures, one called The Outfit and The Bank Shot. This is her first appearance with us on The Tonight Show. Would you welcome, please, Joanna Cassidy. Yes. Look at this outfit. That <laughs> suit. But it's, it's also the accessory and what she does with it. How are you? How are you? Didn't get a tie, huh? No. <laughs> she was in the make. We just said hello. We've never met before. And you, you actually, you know who suggested uh, that you might be a good guest from this show? Who? My wife. Another Joanne? Yeah, Joanna. No, Joanna. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> Joanna. There's an A on there. Accent Bravo. Off accent Bravo over the A. <laughs> well, that, that's fairly common knowledge, and I'm not, uh, it seems <laughs> that I have had a, um, what, what, what would you call it? A uh, Propensity. Propensive, proclivity, I think. Proclivity for the name uh, Joan, Joanne, Joanna is, yes, the, is my well, current. Uh, yeah, I think and, 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 and forever. <laughs> <laughs> and right. last. Never say current. What? Never say current. Well, you, yes, you should know about that. Never say. <laughs> but uh, she saw you in The Laughing Policeman and a couple other things. She said, gee, she looks like an attractive young lady. Have you ever tried to get her on your show? And I said, I think we have it before, but you were but busy. The focus is being an attractive young lady, yeah, and you're in the yeah. suit. So it's nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah I like that. It's not funny. And you were in. 
I, we met briefly in the makeup room, and you were trying to tie a tie. And you obviously don't wear men's ties. Not too, too often. often. Do you think you can do This it? is coming rather chic, though, isn't it, to wear kind of a man's tailored suit, although that's not a man's suit, obviously. No, I, um, I have my own tailor in New York yeah. that, that does these. Uh, okay, but I just wanted to say, it, it was so know, I, I like funny that you're wearing like really the man's suit, and that's all they can focus on. Yeah. And you're wearing the man's accessory, but not even tied, and you're like, eh. I'm making it my own. Uh -huh. It's like you're making your statement of women in a man's world. Mm -hmm. Literally. Mm -hmm. I mean, all he, he said attractive woman how many times, right? Yes. And that was the big focus. He did have a big crush on me. Well, hello. The As world should I mean, Yes. Yeah, well, yes. I, I see his Mercedes drive, driving by. <laughs> Never mind. Oh! <laughs> anyway. That's two chapters in the memoir. <laughs> Johnny Carson, I don't live in a cul-de-sac. Get out. <laughs> Is that the title of your memoir? <laughs> I don't live in a cul-de-sac. like, please come to my cul-de-sac. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you said in, in an interview once that TV totally changed. And being on the Johnny Carson show was so iconic of that time for what talk shows were. The, the shows that you were on from Falcon Crest to Dallas, of course, to Buffalo Bill, we don't see shows like that anymore. And um, you said that TV totally changed when Aaron Spelling was, was, was out of it. Um, and you've done TV shows since then. Is there kind of um, a sadness when you come back to TV? It, w w what's missing from today's shows uh, that were in the past? Well, first of all, you had the time then to really tell stories. Right. Not that stories aren't told now, because, I, I mean, there's some of the greatest TV out there. I mean, it's it's wonderful to watch now. I I. I Ozark, too much I was to just, oh, I mean, Ozark. that's just it. There's too much. Oh. There's Ozark so much. So good, though. I, I, I binge. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you do too. It's I mean, so it's, it's just that's what you have to do. We have our weekends and we, and we binge. But, you know, in the, begin in the beginning of my career, it was frowned upon to go to TV. If you were in movies, you stayed in movies. That was it. If you went to TV, it was then. It a huge stigma. It was, yeah, it was. And actually, it was for me. Um, I. I remember going on the the Today Show at one point when I I was doing 240 Robert. I went over to that and I thought it was pretty damn exciting flying helicopters and shooting and you know hang out with cops and and so on. And when I was on the show, I didn't get the feeling that I would that I mean I knew I not didn't get the feeling I got the feeling that I was being a little criticized from doing that from moving mm. over to. So what do you do as an actor? You wait. Until you, know, you don't wait. You have to jump into the next thing. I had a manager then by the name of Joyce Silsnick, and she did not like that I wanted to do TV. She was very against it and said, well, you make that move, you're done. You're done. You're done. And I said, well, i got to do it. I can't sit around. I've got two kids I've got to take I care of. I have shoes to buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go. And uh, and suits, and men's suits. Yes. And, uh, you know, got to my custom tailor. Um not really, but uh, I did it anyway. I did it anyway, and you know the journey has been very interesting. I, I, um, I mean, I was in love with Dabney. I mean, looking at this again, I, I see him. He was, what a what an incredible actor he is was is, and I was just totally in love and in awe of him. I, I and I. And did I'm you going, stay I, with this manager for a long time? No, she died. I mean, but like, but I I did for a while. I, I stayed with her as long as I could, and and then then left her and went to someone else. But um, Joyce Joyce will always be a, a star in my sky. She was um, part of the Selznick family, 
And she was a, a gay woman who was the biggest casting person in Hollywood. She dis discovered Candace Bergen and Tony Curtis, and she discovered me. Wow. She gave me my first job. So, and th those days, you know, I called her up out of the blue. Somebody said, this woman is casting a movie. And I, I said, well, what's her name? Do then you could go into a phone I book. I read that and I thought, oh my God, can you imagine having the gumption to just do that? And, you know. Well, I had a lot of gumption then because I was stupid in the world of what, you know, the process of how you're supposed to do it. And I, I got her number and I just called her. I said, I think you have to meet me. She said, oh, do I know? I said, yes. My name is Joanna Cassidy. You have to meet me. And sure enough, uh, she said, well, come on over. And anyway, I have some great descriptions of her that will be in the book. Um, but she was she was a love, and she she loved film, and she and she's not the only person, you know, casting person out there who has discovered some amazing talent. There's so much talent out there, and of course now with all these shows, they're you know uh, broadcasting it, and uh, just I mean these little singers, these little girls that sing opera. It's it's just it's just incredible now. So I guess we have to have the product. But um, what's another question? It's fun to answer questions about the business because it's, I've been there. I've, I've seen it in one state, you know, when I came here in the 70s. It was a whole other world. It really was. Uh, a question we got is, uh, what is one of your favorite things about the industry? And the flip side of that is one of the worst things about <laughs> the industry. <laughs> my favorite things is, uh, one of my favorite things is meeting the people that I do. I, I've met extraordinary people. Uh, there is not an actor in this town that I haven't been mother to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm James Franco, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, yeah, what's James' phone number? <coughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so funny. Let's uh, go visit him with a bottle oh, of... I know, <laughs> I know. Just, speaking of great books, I actually just got to interview and, and excerpt uh, Jennifer Lewis. Okay. Uh, did a book, and her book title is actually called The Black Mother of Hollywood because she says she's played the mother of every black actor in okay, Hollywood. Okay, yeah. Uh, and that book is fantastic if you're if you're looking for oh, inspirations. I, I will. I will. I'll look at that book because it, it's fun to write about the kids, and I I feel like I've been a springboard for these kids too. Mm, yeah, you know, trampoline because it, almost every one of them have gone on. Uma Thurman, she was 19 when I was her mother. Susie Amos. I wouldn't. Um, I would never say that you two look like like had that not been the case. But like the minute you said that, like literally, I you're it's Uma Thurman. Up. Yeah, yeah. Like you're no, the no, same totally person. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we 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 could definitely be mother and daughter, and we were. Um, I, once they're my kids, they're always my kids. So that'll be a that'll be a chapter. Um, let's bring that into six feet under. Um, I, I knew your, your career plenty, of course, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead and, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but it, it took Six Feet Under for me. Um, it, was like, it, was, it was like this breath of fresh air on TV. And talking about playing a mother, I want to play a little bit of your scene uh, with amazingly talented uh, Rachel Griffiths uh, from Six Feet Under. And this is, this is a scene where just you being a mother... And let's be honest, Margaret Chenoweth was a very strange mother. Yeah, she was. <laughs> She's a mother that everybody wants to have in a certain way, <laughs> but what a terrible mother, or is she? Mother. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, So let, let's watch Are a little bit. Are these big granny panties you're something old because they really kill the mood? You can't see them through the dress, can you? No, but they're hideous, sweetie. <laughs> Would it kill you to wear a thong? These are fine. <laughs> What's the matter? 
Nothing's the matter. I just don't want to wear a thong. Did something happen? Is it the baby? What is it? What happened? Makeup. Oh, honey, I'll, we'll just clean you up with a good powder. Here, I've got some Chanel in my purse. I don't want to be late. Honey, you don't have to worry about everything going right anymore. That boat has sailed. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> you know, it happens all the time. So many of my friends, Joni, Celia, Aunt Mary before she had Deb, even Teresa Hines Carey had one. And God knows, she looks terrific. Aunt Mary did? I'm telling you, my, more women have miscarried than they have masturbated with a dildo. They just don't talk about it. <laughs> and then they have a baby, and, and they're fine, sweetie. Ah, <laughs> uh, better change this fucking pad if I get blood on this dress I'm gonna kill myself but it was this, it was this oh, chemistry yeah, yeah, that yeah. you had in the scene but it's the chemistry you also had with <clears throat> all the other characters you just fit so naturally um, you know and you were a, a reoccurring character and then um, almost in, in, in every episode mm, yeah. um, and it was how did they build this chemistry on set because at the time it was a bunch of people that we really didn't know their names. You know, this was kind of a, a first for, um, not their first project, but a first time that they were featured so heavily. And the show became such a hit for such HBO. Hit. And you must have gotten that script and been like, what the hell is this show? I mean, Well, I did say that. I did say that. And actually, I had auditioned for uh, Alan Poole, one of the producers, yes. um, uh, for another show. And he remembered the audition and said, just, just come in. I want you to meet uh, the... Uh, the other writers and Kathy Bates, who's going to be directing the show, and you'll be the mother of Rachel Griffith, and so on. And um, so I did meet them, and they hired me like two minutes after I left, which was just incredible. And Rachel and I, Rachel's Australian, mm -hmm. yep. and uh, you know, they go to NIDA. What <laughs> school of NIDA? How <laughs> 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 she let me know right away that. Well, you know, um, we Australians were, you know, and she went on and on. I went, oh shit, this is this. Is, <laughs> uh, sorry, I cursed on your show, but honestly, I knew it was not going to be easy. And she's she's a brilliant actress, really brilliant. So, you know, she set the 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 tone. I was I was only going to do two shows. That's mm -hmm. all. The, you know, the first year, and then suddenly I became a character in a very, I I think, integral part of this show which i love doing i love this character i was married to a psychiatrist and so that's you got a lot of your research i heard from from one of your interviews yeah. was your own personal yeah, exactly life. in fact yeah. your modeling put him through through school right yeah mm -hmm. yep so uh so that was not difficult and i don't know somehow why do i fall into these really weird mother things almost in every show i do the bad what mom your kids think? <laughs> my kids think i'm completely nuts and i you know so i I say to people, talk to my children, talk to my kids. You can find out who I really am. But even in Call Me Fitz that I did with Jason Priestley, um, which was a fabulous show. That was and the, the critics closest loved it too. to me as a character. That's good to know. 
There okay. you go. I'm going to rewatch it then. Yeah, I, I, that was probably the. Um, oh my God, I loved Sherry Elwood created that show, and I just, well, I, the, it's, it's a battle, six feet and and uh, call me Fitz. I'm not quite there, but that New Jersey, um, you know, grifter sort mm-hmm. of character. There's larceny in my soul. There is. I mean, I'll tell you right that's now. A be- I hope that phrase is in the book. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> could be the title. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. You have so many catchphrases. <laughs> there yes. you go. Yeah. Um, but uh, bad moms, bad moms. I just I I love doing them. And, and th- they gave your character so much. Um, I love the scene in the parking lot of Six Feet Under where, where you beat somebody. Oh, they didn't expect that. That wasn't <laughs> written there. And I went over and I said, I'm I am going to do a Gene Hackman moment here, because in Under Fire, mm. when he gets killed. When he gets shot, nobody expected him to be laughing one minute and then yeah. shot in the next. And I went, I'm doing it here. I mean, it gives me goosebumps now yeah. to, to think about it. So they're rolling, and I'm going, oh, we're laughing. It was a stunt girl in the car. And I, <laughs> that and poor I, girl. I said She's to, in therapy now. <laughs> <laughs> I said to her ahead of time, I'm going for it. You don't know what's going to happen. We're not rehearsing it, but I'm going for it. Anyway, she did. And it was. I thought it was a really funny moment. I thought... If nothing else, I'm going to inspire women all over the United States to be pulling their husbands' girlfriends out of the car. Yes, <laughs> why <know>? not? <laughs> um, and then you were uh, a cougar with, you know, uh, I mean, they gave your character so much. I want to know what happens when, or how, what happened when you got the scripts for the final season. Um, I had the pleasure to rewatch it because it just celebrated its anniversary. So HBO replayed all the episodes last last year, I believe, mm-hmm. over the course of five days. <laughs> I, I canceled everything to rewatch, even though I have everything on DVD. I mean, I just, there's something well, you about have to it. be part of the moment. Yeah, you got to jump into that. Yes, but that final season there was just so much going on. I um, mean, these characters that we knew and loved. Do you remember your first your first feelings when you were getting these scripts, especially the last few uh, episodes? Well, I do. Well, f- first of all, we'd do a read through around the huge table. Everybody was there. The HBO. Uh, producers and writers and you know so on and so on and it was magic one time we were doing a reading and my phone went off i nearly died i said well this is the end of my career I, I, you know who does that who doesn't check their phone before a reading uh, but anyway i no i i really had fun i had fun and rachel who's so serious you know i thought okay nida <laughs> <laughs> here we go take this <laughs> so, so that was, she was a challenge for me, and so was that's interesting because she seems like so gregarious. What, what was the movie she did with uh, Tony Collette? Tony Collette. Oh, oh gosh, uh, Betsy's Wedding, or no? Uh, it's a gay iconic film. I mean, it, all the yeah. gays love it. I cannot believe I'm. I'm, I'm well, she's it. also the cousin in My Best Friend's Wedding. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. That's mm-hmm. right. Like the type with uh, what's her name from uh, True Blood and Claws. She's married to Michael Emerson. Carrie. Carrie Preston. Preston. Yeah. yeah, the yeah, two yeah, of them. Yeah. They're the cousins in that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Carrie was in um, that. But what's funny? I have a really funny Rachel Griffith story because um, she, I, I, I'm, I don't want to miss say, but I think it was AIDS Walk or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I guess, is like a spokesperson for them or something. And I remember I, I used to, I worked at a restaurant, so I'd worked till really late. And then I probably went out and was out till late after working all night. Uh, was woken up from like a dead sleep 
and my phone rang and it was a number I didn't recognize. Um, and at the time I was acting, so it was like, oh, it might be something like that. And so I, I picked up the phone and there was this, um, I'm not even going to try to do an Australian accent, <laughs> yes. but uh, it, there was, hi, this is Rachel Griffiths. And I was a huge fan of Brothers and Sisters yes, and, yes, and, yes, and yes. all of this. And so I was like, I literally like was like, I'm awake. And then realized it was like an automated message being like, oh. we saw that you said you were interested in maybe doing the walk. I like all this right, stuff. Right, and right. I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> my heart went up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to bogart that conversation. No, no. But that, that really okay. surprises me because she seems like such a fun person. Not that she's not fun, but that she was so serious. Nida. Yeah. Nida, baby. Nida. But Nida gets in there. No, but the, the Australians are... are very competitive and really want to, they really shoot for the top. It's it's all that prison blood is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to tease her about that. I said, that's your prison blood. But um she works very hard. And they, they all do. Every yeah. Australian I've ever worked with that um they push it, which is great. Hmm. You get to play off that. It's absolutely wonderful. And off the set, different person. Yeah, yeah. On the set, Nida. Nida. <laughs> Hashtag Nida. Yeah. Hashtag Nida. Um, th- this question from the chat room. Uh, who is your favorite actor uh, that you've co-starred with or that you enjoy co-starring with? Well, there are different kinds of enjoyment. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the Gene Hackman was, I mean, he was like my favorite person to work with because he was just so brilliant. Hmm. And... We had a moment in Under Fire that that was really special. Um, we were doing a scene, and it was, and he said to me at the end of the one take, he said, "Did you feel that?" I said, "Yeah, I got." It. We we went away. We were no longer in the room. We were, we were there. I mean, at, to be removed like that with an actor like that, and to be so connected, is the most amazing feeling. You live for those. They don't happen very often. Because you're doing take after take after take, and like when I worked with Bob Hoskins, who was another genius, um, we would do forty takes, and after a while you're going, oh, I I don't think I can, I really don't think I can, and but you had to, and you would, and you'd get through it, but by then you're you're drifting, and that one time I'll never forget it with Gene. It was just just the most. Oh my gosh. I don't even want to say what it felt like, but you know what I'm yes. hinting at. And Chapter 69 in the Joanna Cassidy memoir. <laughs> <laughs> You're quick. I like you. <laughs> and, uh, it was just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. So he was one of my faves. Did you feel in Who Framed Roger Rabbit that your acting was kind of pushed to the side because of all the special effects that you were not being paid attention to by the director, by, by the crew, because they had to get these effects so right? Absolutely. And and it's not that's not a bad thing. That's just how it was. You you had to come on the on the set or your lines. It was all in combination with everything else. I remember being at the bar with the plates spinning yeah. and the, you know the evil. And this is before CGI. It, absolutely, you know, was, was frame by frame. It was you know all drawn. Oh, it was incredible. But you know, it was really was not a kids movie. It was an adult movie. I rewatched it because um, it's been a few years since since mm-hmm. I saw it, and it really was. Yes, number one, it was very dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, like very it dark. Boggles my mind that that was something that like I was encouraged to see as a kid. Now, mm-hmm. because as a kid, mm-hmm. you kind of watch it and you don't get the. And then I watch it and I'm like, oh my god, oh, yeah, yes, 
Yes, absolutely. And it's like in Toontown at Disneyland. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's scary. I, to me, that's like clowns. Yeah. Clowns are really malevolent to me. I mean, I, I, it, I would scare the bejesus out of me. Yeah. It really scared me. But anyway, getting back to that, uh, not a kid's movie. I, I felt um, a little sad that the, the, the romance wasn't played out a little bit more. That, no. did, did you know, I, I had to dye my hair brown because she had the red hair. <laughs> And you're and like, I couldn't have my red hair. <laughs> That's funny. Well, blonde yes. looks good on you too. Well, right now. thank you. So. And the brown looked good too. Thank yeah. You. Oh, yeah. The brown Girl, you make red. anything look good. Oh, thank you. Baby. Yes. Thank you could you. be a California raisin in the movie <laughs> and you'd still make, make it look good. Yeah. See, even Chris. Chris is just so happy that we have a gorgeous female because we usually have a lot of guys on the show. <laughs> Um, I got this email a lot as well. Is what is um, in, in different forms? What is a typical day for Joanna Cassidy? Like, what do you do when you wake up? Um, like, wh- what's your day like? What do you? What's oh, the so normal cute. things that's you do? So and what's, what are some you, of the not normal I, things? I am very programmed. I, I have my day. I get up and I stretch, and then I just you know I put my contact in. I do have to wear one contact. I have great eyesight, but I have to wear one contact. Oh, Lord, I've had glasses, LASIK, glasses again, LASIK. There you go. (laughs) So So, my contact, and I brush my teeth. Just the one. Do you get, like, a deal when you buy them? A deal? No. No? No, it's not a deal. You just need one? No, no, it's because they don't come in pairs. No, I just get the one deal. And and I go, okay. It's like she's ready to find somebody else that wears the same size. (laughs) (laughs) It's like one shoe fits all. And so (laughs) go over to Starbucks. There you go. Promoting. And I buy my paper, and I get my coffee, oh. and my bacon egg bites. Really? And I sit there, and I read my paper. And I'm, I'm in heaven. I have my phone with me, so anything clicks in, you know, yeah. the morning things. I want to check the news on the phone, compare it with the paper, and see what good things are going on. And and I just love it. I sit there, and I, I just I, I bask in this, and I say, no, these paper, paper can never go away. Reuse it, please. It can never go away. I just love that. Yeah. And I, I learned from the man I used to date to fold my paper in half so that I just read like a thin section of it so I can hold it up. And it's just, it's a beautiful time of the morning for me. And how early is that? 6.30. Ooh, that's pretty early. I like that. I'm not a morning person. Yeah. I could be up till 4 in the morning. Easy. Can you really? Oh, but I can, oh, but if I, go to bed at, if I go to bed at 10 p.m. or go to bed at 2 a.m., I still want to sleep until... Ten thirty. You do? Can you do that though with your work? I mean, no, no, no. But that's what I want to do. You'd like to do. He's yeah. in the office asleep. Just, right? yeah, <laughs> they just, just know. Asleep. He's painted the eyes. <laughs> and now I'm a dog like... that doesn't let me do it past seven Uh-oh. fifteen every morning. Well, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, I that's see. I can't. I can't sleep till ten. I always feel like I'm missing something. Uh, me too. When my body's kind of awake, because I have really, you know, I have super late nights because I like to party. But I'll always be awake by eight because I just feel like I, I get anxious, like I'm gonna miss something, and no. I, I, I hate sleeping. I, I, I think also can get up and go back. To, I can also get up, walk the dog, and go right back right to back bed. To sleep. But that's at amazing. night, that's if I'm, I get to, I get sleepy around nine p.m. If I'm up past nine, then I'm up till two. And you're getting married in March, and, and he's a morning is, person. But oh, they've been see, together for. I like, knew yeah. it. I knew it. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you will have energy for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. All of your life. It is true. You, it, you've got it. You've got it. Isn't that great? Oh my God, I'm in love with Joanna Cassidy. <laughs> well, you already were, but now even I more know, so. I mean, so. And now I have an excuse to eat bacon and cheese. Uh, <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm like, it's good for Joanna. It's good for me. It, it, it's, well, it's, it's clearly good. worked just fine. Yes, it's worked yeah. very, very, very well. Um, <laughs> um, how would you describe your photography? How, how would you categorize it? 
I don't think you can. I think uh, because I shoot portraits and I shoot objects and and I then I shoot black and white and I shoot color and it's and I'm really not an expert in this, but I I have a good eye. Yeah. I I I see things. <laughs> don't ask me what F stop to put the camera on, but, I, but <laughs> it'll it gets there somehow. It gets there, and I really would like to be an expert. I and I have a couple of. Uh, photographers that I'm looking at right now and um, that are really, really good and uh, that I just, and worked with early on. Um, my mind is not in gear right now, but I'm trying to remember a f Scottish photographer that I used to model with when I first moved here. He came to the States from Scotland with his wife with $750 in his pocket, and he now owns maybe a quarter of Manhattan and lives in one of the most beautiful apartment buildings and shot the cover of Steve Jobs' book. <laughs> and I have pictures. I kept the Polaroids wow. of uh, doing these really sexy bathing suit ads that, that we did together with Maggie Smith, another a beautiful uh, blonde actress, model at the time. And um, he's now huge and famous and wonderful. There's not a shot that isn't just brilliant that he does. Uh, I need to learn how to do, I, I keep, you know, pages, I tear pages out of magazines of shots that I aspire to. I'll get there. I will get there. I just love that it's like you, you've stumbled into things that you're fantastic at. <laughs> well, thanks for the compliment. I, I, I can be better at them. I feel like it, I'm but a the fact dilettante. that you want to be better at them is what's fantastic because you already are. If I was going to Cassidy tomorrow, I'd be like, I'm going to have three servings of bacon, egg, and cheese bites because <laughs> I've done it like pretty good. <laughs> well, I, there's always better. There's always but better. that's what makes you fantastic at what you do is because you are trying to get better because clearly you've got fans of your photography. Clearly you've been fantastic at acting, but both were things that you kind of were just like, I guess I'll try this. Well, I was very lucky to have parents that inspired me to do that. We would always take vacations and to see things. I think that's so we important. would go to art shows. We would go to New York and go to museums. And that's where I first learned to... Uh, Thomas Eakins is a beautiful, was a beautiful painter. And, you know, he used to uh, paint the, the rowers on the Schuylkill River. And I, I, I just... I looked at those, I, and we had time to look at that then, and, and I loved that. I, I could see practically every hair on their body, and just, I went, oh, I get it. Okay, that's beautiful. Oh, I love that. And I went, somehow that got in there. So beauty has always been something that, that I've tried to bring into my life in some form or fashion. And, and also loving animals, and, which I just adore. Mm. And you love reptiles and amphibians, which is such a weird animal to love. They're not the cuddliest. Actually, snakes are very cuddly. Well, in Blade Runner, that scene, yeah. I mean, you're, pretty, you're like Harrison Ford is there, and you're making out with the snake. You're <laughs> like, hey, girl, what's <laughs> up? And Harrison Ford's like, hey, I'm in the scene, too. <laughs> you wiped the floor with him. <laughs> you know what's guy. funny? Is I don't mind snakes on land, but if a snake is in water, I don't need to see it or want to be around it. Like there's something because I love anyway. Survivor, the, yep. the yeah. CBS oh, yes, show, yes. and they always show the snakes in the water, yeah. and there I can't handle it. But if it's crawling on land, I'm like, eh, I don't care because they move so fast in the they, water. Yes. I, I know. I was going down on the Amazon too, one though, time, too. not so much on land in the water. That we were attacked by. I, I'm trying to remember the most poisonous snake in 
in um, South America, came on our boat. I it was doing like seventy miles an hour. I swear <laughs> to God, it was. I, I'm going. Well, let's go. Skim, let's go. Yes, that's like, right. They seem to skim and over the water. They can change direction the without like well, skipping by the way. a rock. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, yeah, you yeah. go. That's a good description of it. Yes. Oh, so why do you love them so much? I don't. I, don't, I can't say I love them. I'm interested in everything. So, you know, so that... You are anti-mame for every generation, by the way. <laughs> That's what, what I just... Because you, you've experienced so much, you've been around the world, you can do so much, and you're, you're forever changing. Like, you are forever changing, just like anti-mame, the best qualities that you could want. Well, thank you. I've, I've never done a play, so I mean, those... And there are things that scare me, and things that what I just... What scares Joanna Cassidy? I'm scared of doing a play, and I, you know... But Joanna Cassidy, what about a musical? Oh, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Rob, I Broadway's don't know. turning everything into I musicals. Can see Six Feet Under the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did a play called Three Feet Under. You did? The, yes, I did. With Lily Tomlin and Jane co-wrote that. You know, uh, just them. Just them, <laughs> yep. I love how the names. I want <laughs> to steal your black book. I would have a hog day. My show would win all the awards if I booked half the people in your in your black book. I know, I know, I know, I know. So I really how was how was that experience from the rehearsal to the performance? That was it was wild because we was on a six foot raked stage and I I had never done theater before. Oh, first time out. Go ahead, do a rake stage. Right, right. right. Break and a I'm leg. Gonna, That's how. And you it break. was a and it was a period piece where I had to wear. Excuse me, fuck me pumps. Mm -hmm. Can I say that? They were that, you know. And Patrick knows that problem all too big, well. <laughs> big beehive hairdos and you know wigs and all the stuff and big St. John dresses and at one point your whole life revolves around like nine to five people now. I just realized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the, for the 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 preview. We were on the stage and I came out in my St. John. Multi-layered dress, white dress, and we're in blah 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 blah, and we're going on, and I, I couldn't remember the line, so I picked up about three layers, and I held them up, and I said to the actor, <laughs> "What the fuck do I do now?" And I thought to myself, she, "Well, she, she had the answer for me. She you know she had my line." Then I thought, <laughs> "I am going to topple and roll off the stage into the audience." Who are now down there watching this with great interest and going, "What is she doing in the dress up in the air in front of her face?" And they're drinking coffee and cokes, and and I'm looking at that. And I'm going, "What am I doing here on the stage?" And I'm, "Oh my God, what a time! What a time!" Oh my God, that is so funny. <laughs> you know what? But if anybody could, anybody could pull it off, it's it's. Well, I seemed to, I seemed I heard I, my daughter was in the audience. She was laughing. She was laughing. My my boyfriend didn't think I was. He thought I was funny, but but that's the that's the amazingness of doing live theater. There was a time I did a show, and <laughs> there was a uh, you were, I was supposed to have a, a prop that that it was a very important prop because it 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 was the jumping off point oh. for the plot prop. Right, okay. I was supposed okay. to have a, an engagement ring in my it pocket, wasn't there. and it wasn't there. I was yeah. really really sick. I literally I didn't come on until the end of Act One. I slept through uh -huh. the whole Act One because I was so so sick. But yeah. we didn't have understudy, so I had to go on. Oh my god! So I wasn't in my right head, and that's the most dangerous. If you're only in Act Two. Do not like go across. Don't think that you have more time. You've got to be in it because something will always happen. Yeah, and yeah. so I just was not in my right head. Left the left the ring on the on the oh. backstage. Tried to like communicate to my 
fellow actors on stage that like that because I once I was on stage I literally was handcuffed oh. to a bench oh. and then stayed there the what whole time. What kind of play was this? It was it's a West Hollywood yep, play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, long story short, I kept trying to tell people like when you like we would like be near each other and be like when you go ring and none of them like got it enough and so we literally had to rewrite the play basically as it went on. Oh my gosh! I was in Lend Me a Tenor and I get the giggles so easily. Like there's just I would never be. Steven Spielberg would never want to work with me. Well, for many reasons, but you know. <laughs> um, and Tell so, yourself that's why. I though. don't know about that. He just might. Well, no, because like I'm not serious about anything. But so the pl- the thing is, it's like I'm asleep, but they're supposed to think that I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we had such a low budget, and I was in the bed, and it was just the sheet covering my whole body because I thought mm-hmm. I was dead. So I put the sheet over me, and the actor who I couldn't stand, he sat on the edge of the bed, and the bed broke. Oh. And so I rolled and hit him in the back, and I just started giggling. And he's talking about how dead I am, and all you could see is the sheet. And then my mom, you know my mom, she's in the audience, and I could just hear my mom. <laughs> Mama Rose. And so he's talking about how dead I am, and I'm just shaking, shaking. And then the, the bed's broken, and I'm just like, you know what? What am I doing? Community theater. Oh my god! Wait, really, really fast. When in college, I played Billy Bigelow in Carousel, uh-huh. and he has his big song, The Soliloquy. Yes, it's like an eight-hour song. It's an eight-hour song. Yes. And halfway through the song, I realized I. Like I had a moment where I was like, I'd say, it was like night three of the production. It wasn't like the first opening <laughs> night or anything. And we'd been rehearsing for weeks. And I was like, okay, the money note, I cannot remember what the word is. <laughs> and so I literally just, and everyone, because it was a really high note, I got to perform this, my heart just stopped. It's <laughs> the most iconic song. I got told afterwards that everyone, every time I sang the song, because it's a really high note, would like sit backstage and be like, not is he gonna hit it because like it was it's a in my ring. Note, it's a though. tough yeah. note though, and they were like waiting to hear it, and so they were all waiting backstage, and I literally was like, "Go ahead and make it or seal it or take and, and or take it." I just said it now because <laughs> yeah, it was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I literally just went like, "Ah!" Uh, I just made like a noise because I was like, "I don't know what else to do." <laughs> it's Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I love, love it. it. All right, last question because I know we're wrapping things up. Um, you know, we have a lot of entertainment people that that listen to the show from all stages, from uh-huh. just beginning. Um, relationships and dating. Oh, I, I, you asked me in the beginning. Was there anything that was a no no? Anyway, no, I'm not going to ask you any no, specifics. But, but, but that's okay. That's yeah, but I, okay. I want to ask you. You know, you you are so busy, um, and you give so much to 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 the crew, to the director, to the audience. How hard? Or how do you deal with relationships and dating in general when when you're so busy? It's always time for that. Hmm. You, make, you make time. You make time. At 6.30 in you the morning. Do. They better be an early <laughs> riser. <laughs> <laughs> better like coffee. Yeah. Uh, and no, you do. You, do. You, just, you, you have to make time. It's, it's an important part of life. You know, I, th- I, think, I think love is really essential. Whether it's love or whether it's a crush or whether it's just a really good connection, it's uh, it's something that's always been important to me. There's nothing and more I, inspiring. And I and I think you have to care. You have to understand how to care about somebody too. That's uh, that's just part of our growth. I mean, that's why the aliens put us here. <laughs> <laughs> that's another book. There you go. <laughs> you have a lot to write, Joanna Cassidy. Like, <laughs> you better get to it. <laughs> Oh yeah, do, do you have a title for your memoir yet? I do, but I'm I'm not yeah, okay. quite sure that I'm settled yeah. on it yet. So I I yeah. Okay. Yeah, there could be so so many. There's so many. I haven't seen Chris this animated 
forever. Chris is, actually. Chris is excited about this, aren't you? I'm, Okay, I like that. Hey. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool work. Yeah. Chris has enjoyed yeah. every clip. I've been watching Chris's face. He's been yeah, enjoying I, I, every never clip seen him. ever. Well, last week, what like gay porn star, this person, this person, like it's a different. What what, setup. what I love about the show is that we have people from all uh, top people from all, all genres, mm-hmm. and so we did have an episode. It was all the top gay porn stars because there's a whole different mindset to that. Um, and we've had how'd uh, it go? <laughs> it was. It's fine. Like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. I, I, no, I'm not like horrible about it. It's yeah. just like. But it's always interesting to know the personas behind the personalities that are so yeah, pop- that's popular. I actually like know who she is and have seen like Roger Rabbit and <laughs> stuff like that. Like, I'm are you saying you haven't seen a lot of gay porn? Is I think he's saying. saying that he I has. Think that's what he's saying. A fair like, amount, but yeah. no. <laughs> like, I also think. More of appreciation. I think he has a little crush, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. I'm looking at all these pictures over here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you have the real. Oh, no, those are from last week. Those are from last week. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You were born that. in the seventies. Oh, if. Oof. All right. Um, Another nude photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> we need to make sure that you get home early enough so you could wake up for Starbucks at six thirty. <laughs> there you go. That Starbucks staff must f- be so lucky, by the way. <laughs> do you like? Do they know? Have they no. ever asked for an, an I, autograph? I, 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 don't I have one guy that gives me. Free coffee, which is really sweet. His boss isn't think... listening right now. Yeah, I'd... I just love that celebrities <laughs> with more money than could I ever breathe at don't pay for anything. That's what I love. Well, no, but that's in the case of anybody that gets free stuff. Like even if I'm you're not teasing, a celebrity, yeah. like you get to the point, like it's at the point that you could pay for the things that you start getting the things for free. Well, I think about, I accept that because it's Starbucks. It's huge, yeah. right? They're not hurting. They're, They're not hurting. hurting. It's not like your mom and pop store around and, the corner. And you know what? And I've brought that kid, that young man, photos, signed photos. So it's it's, it's you know it's quid pro quo. It's and plus the enjoyment that that I've received from from your performances is 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 priceless. So I would buy you coffee and bagel or bacon egg and cheese bites. Right, 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 right. Bacon cheese bites. Bacon, uh, bacon egg bites. Yeah, bacon egg bites. Bacon egg yeah. bites. Okay, we're gonna play a little rapid fire with you. It's gonna be painless. I promise. Okay. <laughs> what role that. do you wish you could go back and do over again? <sighs> Everything. <laughs> That's crazy no. to me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I don't have any one in particular. I, I really, I'm okay. Oh, I think I did a. Name of that show? Really, I really never mind. Go, let's go. Oh, what? Uh, let's go. Uh, can I? Can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Then what's a role that you feel like uh, d- would have been better? Just having life experience you have now that maybe you didn't have at the time. Oh, that's a better way to word yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's. Oh my god! It just hit me. What? I had a nightmare. What? Um, I mean this in a good way about you last night. What? In fact, that was the first. I totally forgot about it until now. It was I. I asked um, you a question. And you had a friend there, and she says, well, why would you ask such an awful question? And you're like, yeah, why would you ask that question? It was question? me. Oh. I was that friend. No, no, Aww. that's so weird, because it just hit me, because I was like, oh, my God. Anyway, and you were having sorry. a little panic attack Yeah, but there. I literally yeah. jumped it, because I was so nervous. Yeah, anyway, Well, go well d- don't go away with any PTSD. No. <laughs> I, I want you to feel good. <laughs> yes. I do. I really want you to feel good. I, 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 I can't. Maybe in Club Paradise, working with Peter O'Toole, name-dropping mm. again, I think I, I think I would have liked to have put a different spin on that interesting yeah yeah that's uh, yeah I, I love that uh movie that you have personally seen more than 10 times blade runner mm. yeah that's a great movie 
I mean, and every time I see it. And the fact it, that I you can watch, I could never watch myself if I did stuff. Like, I watch it to it's critique it like once or twice, and yes. then I'm done. I'm I done. can't watch done. it again. Oh, I'm yeah, obsessed with myself. That one, if you can watch it, that means it's a great, great movie. Yes, and I can, can... I can separate. No, I, I actually, I, I think my death scene in that movie is spectacular. And I don't and say that about And my... it's some pop, uh, what, what are they called, like the pop art? Is is that is is your frame there? Because it looks like like a magazine cover. Yeah, um, that does seem. And little uh, trivia: a, a lot of Blade Runner fans know, but in two thousand and seven, when they did the final cut, um, uh, because your stunt double's body was so different than yours, it was a little uh, obvious. And her bad yeah. hair, her bare bad yeah. wig. <laughs> so yeah. I, I redid the scene twenty five years later. How crazy is that? That's in. I was gonna and Sean, curse as well. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. And Sean Young heard that, so she's like, "I need to be in Blade Runner uh, 2049." And <laughs> they, they kind of did the same thing with her. They used um, her face and and the actress's body. I have this is just personal, and if you don't want to answer it, it's fine. Did Did you see the new? Yes, I, yes, I did. Okay, okay. I thought it was very adventurous and very intelligent, and I happen to be a huge fan of Denis and. Uh, I, I really wanted to be in the movie, and I told them how I could be in it. What, which what is, was your idea? Because here's my I idea. knew like it couldn't really work, but oh God, I wanted. Well, here's it my so idea badly. because w- they, when they made the replicants, they used humans mm. to model them after. So there could be a whole and line. And I said, just have me walk through as the older human that they modeled Zora after. Be me. Put me in front of a green screen. Put me in a scene somewhere. You know, just stuff me in there. They didn't do it. They would have been very they exciting. To, they don't have to pay your very expensive fee. <laughs> well, I'll just you know, and cheese bites. <laughs> honestly, now that I, I saw it, I don't know how or where they could have done it because the, the scenes were sort of compressed and you know yep. kept them. Maybe in the hooker scene out on the street, they could have had people yeah, walking by. Yeah. That that would have been one place where they sort of did the press, you know, a copy of the press. But um, it's okay. They didn't take a moment and do it, and that's all right. It's their loss. Well, at Blade Runner 2050. There you go. Yes. And I'll be honest, I didn't watch Blade Runner, and I knew it was an iconic part of sci-fi history. I didn't watch it until I saw you in Six Feet Under, and I wanted to see uh, mm-hmm. your, your body of work. And so when... <laughs> I want to see my body. I well, tell the truth. Come on. Well, you know. It's Alexander, so <laughs> yeah. he actually is telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, it, was, it was such an interesting film. Um, I thought it was so advanced for for its time, mm-hmm. and and that's that's just it. it. Was, it was. Um, if you could work with any co-star, living or dead, that you have not worked with in your next project, who would it be? Johnny Depp. Uh, oh, Tom. Late? No, here's my answer yes, to you. Yes. Here is my answer. This is my man. I would die to work with him. Coming up, and his name is. Tom Hardy. Oh, oh! I think we can all agree with that. Oh, he is, I would die. He's to work one of with him. Yes. Can I take a drink of water now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is just. There's. He's, a, he's so talented. So going back to Survivor, which is one of my favorite shows. Yep. Um, there's a contestant on Survivor this season that looks so much like Tom Hardy. <laughs> it's crazy. But it's his attitude. It's his voice. You know and he his is a attitude. Similar, is? Although this boy's a, a southern. Like too. he's so yeah. he's from. Uh, uh, England. Yep. Mm-hmm. But this guy's uh southern. So he oh. has a, it's it's like him with like a southern draw oh vibe gosh. and it's great. You Tom sure Hunter you want to get married? married? Uh, no. Yes. You want to put it off a little bit? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a story but I won't share. <laughs> okay, but his let me quote Tom. Yeah. When he goes on stage he said I don't go on stage to have a meal. 
I go on stage to be eaten. God, that's going to give me dreams, good dreams for a long time. Yeah, yeah. isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. No, and I really great. understand that. Yeah. I really get that. Yeah. And that's every performance that he puts in, you feel that from him. He gives a million percent. Yeah, yeah. God, you guys would be on fire. Mm-hmm. All right, well, okay. let's make it happen. <coughs> uh, you filmed a 12-hour day. What is your ritual when you get home? Because you said you were a person of, of yeah, procedure a little bit. You know, I I actually put on my music, um, take off my shoes, run my hands through my hair, take off my makeup, if I haven't already taken mm-hmm. it off at the set, um, dance a little bit, dance off the energy, you know, of the day, uh, check the news. I'm a news freak. Love it. Um... Love Anderson. It's just great. Uh, and I sit in my bed and I think. I think about the day. I let the, the day sort of ride through me, pass through me, see if there's anything that I want to change, if there's anything that I'd like to add to, and anything that I did wrong, I have to correct. I have, I have a lot of guilt. I have a, I'm Irish <laughs> and Celtic, you know, so yeah. I... I really do have that We're guilt thing. We grew up Catholic, so. Yeah, right. yeah, same thing. Latino Catholics. Yeah. We yeah. understand uh, guilt all too you, well. It, all yes. too well. I mean, it's, it's terrible. So I go through, is there uh, anybody I have to call up and, you know, make amends to or say I'm sorry? Did I defend anyone? Did I, did I, uh, is there something I can do better? I really think about all those things. And uh, then, because I, I have to, you know, I have to sleep with myself. So mm-hmm. I... I empty out the day, and then I know that I can have a peaceful sleep and and feel good feelings of love and caring and uh, feel wonderful about humanity. Uh, what music are you li- listening to? Rock and roll. Um, at the end of the uh, day, you're uh, the, rock, rock yeah, and roll. I love rock wow. and roll. You gotta and dance. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, let's see, bands like Chicago. Uh, the Moody Blues, love the Moody Blues. Um, Crosby, Stills and Nash, Stevie Winwood. I mean, just harmony. I'm talking harmony. I, yeah. When people made music, actually, I love the song that The Weeknd did for, um, you know, in the movie. That was that one song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I've already written the script for our trio. S- okay. Show, All right. So. There, there yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Final rapid fire. Okay. Worst kisser. Oh, brother. Mm. And I want to preamble it has nothing like to do with can I say right Can't I say best kisser? Both. No, but here's the thing because actors, I mean, kissing on, on camera is, is not real. So it could be a worst kisser on, on screen, but it could be whatever, but it doesn't mean that they're the worst kisser. Okay, well, I can say worst kisser because he, he's dead. And it was Richard Johnson in a movie that I did very early on in Italy and Brit- British. What made it so bad? Open mouth. Uh, Came at me with the open mouth. Didn't understand the whole, I'm a wonderful kisser. I mean, I am... Chris is about to have a heart attack over here. I am, like, (laughs) amazing. I make out for hours. That's, I mean, that's just, it's like, I love to kiss. I love it. Uh, Best kisser, Pierce Brosnan. Really? Incredible. But he's English-ish. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. 
He would be the last person that I, I would. I, from a lineup, I'd be like, no. He's my favorite Bond. Is he? How is that possible? Because he was the Bond I, like, that was like my quintessential, like, like I'm 31. So, like, that was my. You're a baby. <laughs> that was the Bond I. I like yeah, yeah. came you of bonded age with. with. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, bonded with. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. I bonded with the bond, the bond I bonded with. <laughs> it's like music. It's like you like the music that like you came up with. Kind yeah. of. I didn't listen to Madonna until she did Evita. I never listened to Madonna. Mm-mm. Pierce Brosnan to me, uh, uh, that's an interesting choice for, for Bond. Mine was Roger Moore because my mom on Sundays was family day. It was just my mom and me and she would introduce me to, to you know older films that we would rent at the video store. Remember when mm-hmm. we did that? And it was Roger Moore was, was the Bond movies. Oh, so he I, was. You know, I guess you're right. See, yeah, you bonded the one you grew yeah. up with, and mm-hmm. he was the one I grew but, up I mean, with. He was a gentleman. And talk about his speech pattern. And oh, just, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he had it. Yeah, and he could kill somebody by just, I mean, he didn't put that much effort. He was like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not going to, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now we have Daniel Craig, who's so sexy, but he does acrobats to do what he does. Yes. Roger Moore was just like, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. this is simply. Yeah. Dan Daniel works very hard. Yeah. This has been such a treat, and um, it's it's definitely been on my bucket list, you know, for, for a very long time. Um, I continue to watch your work <laughs> over you. and over, um, and all of your other projects, photography, memoir. Thank you I, I, so much. I can't wait to see what more Joanna Cassidy is, is going to bring to us. I know he's wrapping up the show, but I just want to say this really fast. Alexander gets... V- like he dedicates himself to every show and and does research and all of this stuff, but I can always tell the guests that he's super excited to have, and this is one of them. Yep. And it's incredible to <laughs> s- it's incredible to have you here um, you as too. a fan myself, yep. but also it's incredible to get to watch you meet and see not meet but see and get to talk to somebody that you have such respect for. And this has been well, really it's been fun. a great show for me because you're a wonderful interviewer. I'm oh, gonna, thank I, you. I lo- this no, is I love admiration to, society. I, I'm telling you, no, I love to talk to you. I've, I have loved talking to you and you too, Patrick. That's thank been you. great. Yeah. Really, you guys are wonderful, and you too. He's, he's gonna he's gonna put a gold star in his diary <laughs> <laughs> for today. Um, so we're gonna follow up with you after the show, and we're gonna let's do the celebrity uh, li- liquor tasting. I think that'd be so. Okay, fun. I think so too. We gotta do yeah. that. Holland yes. Distillery. Mulholland Holland. Yep. Couldn't have a better name. Uh, look up Joanna Cassidy. Uh, you have a Facebook fan page, and you have links to everything. Um, it's on Instagram at Joanna Cassidy Official. Um, and like I said, you post such great stuff on your thank Instagram. You. It, it's thank a real you. treat. That's that's a show in in, in itself. Oh, that's great. That's um, great. Thank you. And we'll see you. Uh, we got we got we got more. We fun got things for you to do. We got up. things yes. to oh, do. Yes. 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 And I might wake up early. No, nope, no bad dreams a, a tonight. Bacon. No, no bad no dreams. No nightmares. Just you got to wake up dreams. at only the best. Come no, get no, I'm the... going to have dreams about you and Tom Hardy. I mean, it's going to huh? be the best of both worlds. Thank you, Chris. Uh, thank you, Patrick. Chris, uh, right my yes, guess. Thank you. L- look up Patrick's uh, stories in People Magazine. Always great. You did a great coverage for the Houston uh, disaster, which mm. hit you personally. Um, so we we have we have more stuff, more stuff to come. Said, thank you for having me, as always. Yes. Thank All right. You. We'll be back next week. Love you so much. Sasa. Oh. This has been On the Rocks with Alexander, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On the Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On the Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday! <laughs>